Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got a lot of awesome stories, and our first one's from Night Owl 63. Am I the jerk for holding my son's college fund hostage? I, 48-year-old male, have a son that graduated this year from high school. We, my wife and I, started his college fund the minute we found out she was pregnant. Since we make good money, in the mid-six figures, his college fund currently has almost 400000 in it. We've never told our son what to do with his life. We may have guided his decisions as any good parent should, but... Since he was young, we let him make his own decisions. We also never expected academic excellence or forced him into sports or artistic activities. Now that he graduated high school, he said that he didn't want to go to college. We said as long as he was sure, he could do whatever he wanted. He refused trade schools too. He also did not want to work with us in our business. He said that he planned to use his college fund to start a business of his own. I said that I'll allow it only if he takes some business management, accounting, and law classes in the nearby community college. I said that I would pay for them out of pocket and not from the fund, and then I would expect a well-made business plan before I would give him the money. My wife agrees 100%, but he called us jerks for holding his college fund hostage to make him do what we want. We think we're just doing our best to make sure that his business succeeds. So am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk here, mainly because they're trying to make sure that this wealth of money isn't just totally burnt. I think it goes without saying how many businesses start and then crash into the ground. Despite a sizable investment, and as much as you want to support your kids, you don't want to just blindly give them $400,000 with no tangible experience in operating a business. What do you guys think? Is withholding all this money until they take multiple classes a jerk move? Should OP just give the money over? Or would you say OP's not the jerk and this is clearly the right thing to do? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from KeyQuail7921. Am I the jerk for shortening my workout after a man got on the elliptical next to me? I, 27-year-old female, like to go to the gym later in the evenings so I can have the place mostly to myself. Since I don't like how claustrophobic it feels when tons of people are there at the same time, I live around the block from a chain gym and go there most nights to use the elliptical for a while. When I got to the gym tonight, the entire row of ellipticals was empty, so I grabbed the one all the way on the end. Everything was fine during my workout all the way up to the last few minutes. A guy walked into the mostly deserted gym and got onto the elliptical right next to mine which I thought was weird since there was a row of about 12 other ones that were all empty. It made me a little bit uncomfortable, so I shortened my workout by a few minutes and hopped off to grab a disinfectant wipe. When I got back to wipe down the machine, the guy stopped pedaling and asked me what my problem was. I was caught off guard and just stammered something about how I was done with my workout, which was basically true anyway, but he said something about me treating him like a predator for no reason and then put his headphones back in. 
Am I the jerk for shortening my workout because some guy chose the elliptical right next to mine? I think OP's definitely not the jerk, and this is very similar to a lot of what guys know as urinal etiquette. If you walk into a bathroom and there's four urinals in there and somebody's on the first one, you're almost obligated to go to the fourth one. If you walk into a bathroom with four urinals and somebody's using the first one, you are weird as heck for choosing the second one. I would say this extends to the gym. If you walk in and there's four ellipticals and somebody's on the first one, you're weird as heck for choosing to get on the second one. Give people some space. Our next story is from Different Kind 565 Am I the jerk for taking back the money I contributed towards my stepson's camp after he took my daughter's sticker collections? Context, my daughter 12 is disabled, has been since she was 5. Her activities and interests are very limited except for her love for stickers. She loves collecting stickers and spends most of her time doing it. If there's one thing she enjoys doing, this is it. It also helps her get rid of stress and anxiety. I've been saving for my stepson 16's summer camp and so far have contributed 80% while his dad contributed 20%. It's a huge deal for him and last week he was begging my daughter to give him her camera and she refused. He begged and she kept refusing. He then turned to me and his dad and his dad asked me to do something, but I told him if it's a no then he should just take it. Obviously this upset my stepson. Later, I found out that he punished my daughter by throwing away all of her sticker collections. He admitted that he and two of his friends dumped them in car oil and then burned them. I was in disbelief but very angry. I scolded him, banned his friends from the house, and then pulled back the 80% of money I paid towards his camp. He started crying and begging and apologizing, and then called my husband. My husband told me that pulling the money was an overreaction and a step too far. He said I was trying to hurt his son rather than just let him learn from this experience. I don't know what this was supposed to mean. He offered that I punish him by taking his electronics for three days, but I said no because he caused significant damage and caused my daughter losing valuable childhood collections of stickers. Some even were hard to get, like Marvel's for instance. My husband disagreed and said that I promised and can't pull back now because it'll make my stepson resent me for good. He kept saying, don't make that mistake, and guilting me about my decision. I might be going too far, but my daughter is devastated and still crying over her collections and refusing to talk to anyone. I think OP's definitely not the jerk, and no offense to the 16-year-old kid, but to me they sound particularly evil. I don't know how you can go and take some 12-year-old sticker collection, douse it in car oil, and set it on fire. Like, how messed up are you? It's actually disturbing how little their dad wants to punish them. A kid had a prized collection, they went and doused it in oil and set it on fire, and the dad thinks they deserve just a slap on the wrist for it? They're not gonna learn from that lesson. Not at 16. This next story is from throwaway 477212498. Am I the jerk for calling my girlfriend a spoiled child after she said she felt like a Neanderthal showering with a bucket? My girlfriend and I are currently in vacation in Croatia. We booked a small villa from Airbnb, in which we've been staying in this last week. Three days ago, the water heater stopped working, so we called the owner. A few hours later, he brought a plumber with him, and after some investigation, he told us that the issue will take a week or more to solve because the plumber told him that the heater was old and needed replacing, so he needs to shop for a new one and that it needs to be installed in a new location. 
He told us he was going to refund the amount that we paid for that day, plus the remaining days of our booking, and if we wanted to stay despite the lack of hot water, he was going to give us a much cheaper rate, 40% off. We were having a great time and enjoying our stay because the villa was nice and the view of the beach was incredible and looked times better than the heavily edited pictures you see on the internet. Not to mention it was a good deal, especially with the newer rates, so we decided to stay after I told my girlfriend that we could just shower using a bucket. Something to note, my girlfriend has never showered that way. She's American, but still, I assume that many people from the US would have at least heard about it despite never trying it. Growing up, I exclusively showered that way at home until we could afford a heater and its monthly costs. The only showers I took at home before were with cold water. She was surprised to hear it and thought I was joking at first. The following day, I gave her some tips, and after she was done, I asked her how it went. She said it was more of a chore than a shower. Last evening, she went to take a shower again before getting ready to leave for dinner. After she was done, she started complaining non-stop about showering with a bucket, saying it was very primitive and couldn't believe that some people really did it that way because she felt like a Neanderthal the whole time. I didn't like her comment because it was disrespectful. She apologized, saying her comment wasn't directed towards me, but more towards the people that still shower this way. I told her that that clarification makes her comment a hundred times worse because it was insulting to a lot of people. She replied that she didn't know what I wanted her to say because she'd already apologized to me and asked if I was just looking to argue for no reason. I told her the last thing I want to do is argue with a spoiled child and went downstairs. I waited for her downstairs while she got ready. When she came down, she informed me that she'll be going to the restaurant alone because she didn't want to embarrass me in case she started acting like a spoiled child. I tried apologizing for my comment, but she just ignored me and left. It's 3.30 now and she just came back half an hour ago. I tried talking to her again, but she told me she was tired and just wanted to sleep. I think there's kind of a couple ways that you could take this. You could take it as OP's not the jerk and the girlfriend was clearly privileged and acting just out of pocket. You could also say that everyone sucks here and that... While the girlfriend might be privileged, what she was saying wasn't like a personal attack but OP felt like they needed to take it that way, kind of going back at her and making this a personal back and forth spout. The bottom line, the end result kind of sucks either way. Considering there was a bit of a back and forth, this villa should be paradise and they're both angry at each other. Our next story is from Dizeggy. Am I the jerk for refusing my future sister-in-law's request to dye my hair for my brother's wedding? My future sister-in-law Liz has turned into a bridezilla and is going to war with everyone over every stupid thing. My natural color is red. I love my hair. Liz is a blonde, but she loves to have red hair, and in fact, ever since meeting me, she's been dyeing her hair almost exactly my color. I don't mind. I think it's weird that she does it, but I don't have a monopoly over this particular shade of red, and she's free to do with her hair whatever she wants. Well, she asked me this week that I should dye my hair to a different color because she wants her hair to be unique in her wedding. She offered to cover all the costs as well. I just said no because it's my hair. I don't want it changed. I told my brother and he told me to do whatever I want because it's my hair. He said he'll talk to Liz to get her to back off. Well, it didn't work because Liz has come to my parents and they've taken her side. 
They say it's her special day and we need to be more accommodating, and it's important for our future relationship that we get along. I believe I am accommodating. She can do whatever she wants with her own hair. How is my hair any of her business anyway? My parents tell me that I should be the bigger person. I don't know why an 18-year-old should be the bigger person compared to the 27-year-old Liz. They told me I'm making this minor issue into a big problem and I should just do what she wants because it's her wedding. Am I the jerk for not giving in? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. I think maybe, maybe they could have a reason if OP has like a really contrast sharp fake hair color. I'm saying let's say OP has like neon green and pink splotched hair, maybe they could argue something. Even then, I think they would be a total jerk for expecting you to change your hair color at the wedding. Now, the fact that it's OP's natural hair color that they're asking them to change, I think that is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's unreal if you expect anybody to dye their hair away from their natural color. Our next story is from adqueasy3077. Am I the jerk for calling my best friend dumb for marrying for love? I, 27-year-old female, am in a very stable relationship with my fiancé, 29-year-old female, for around four years, and we're planning to get engaged eventually, and then marry. My best friend Chrissy, fake name and also 27-year-old female, has been with her own fiancé since they were 20. They only got engaged this year, and it was kind of weird how it took him so long to propose, since he seemed to be financially stable and all. Throughout the years, I asked Chrissy why her fiancé hadn't proposed yet, and she kept insisting it was not the right time. But she'd never say the reason why, just that it wasn't the right time. Eventually, he proposed in the beginning of 2022, and they're planning their wedding for next year. They decided to plan their engagement party during summertime, because due to busy schedules, they couldn't do it earlier. So their engagement party was this past Saturday, and her fiancé made a speech dedicated to her and mentioned pretty much the reasons they didn't get engaged sooner and I couldn't help but pity my friend. So the reason was that he didn't have a stable job for the first few years of their relationship, and only jumped from position to position, from Walmart to Target, etc. He hadn't finished his degree yet, so he had no higher education. He got his degree in 2019, and only then was he able to get a proper job. He bragged and also thanked Chrissy for never giving up on him and growing with him and how they helped each other form their amazing personalities and achievements and how no matter what the future holds, he'll never forget, etc. My fiancé and I felt some type of way about it. Some friends of mine and Chrissy agreed how Chrissy basically stayed with a broke man and waited for seven years, and we don't think that's something praiseworthy, but pity-worthy. As friends, we decided to explain to her our perspective of how we think it was ridiculous that she had to almost reach 30 to move on with her life with that man when someone else could provide what she needed much sooner. Chrissy always said how she wanted marriage and kids and it's sad she had to wait this long for this man to get his act together and she didn't know her worth. She said she loves him and he's an amazing partner and wouldn't break up with him over his misfortunes and what matters is they love each other. I told her it's dumb how she's marrying for love and not for stability and how she's basically wasted herself for love and how the first issue should be raised when he was working Walmart and Target back to back. 
She called us all materialistic and classist and said she doesn't care if she struggles financially as long as she struggles with the right person who will value her emotions and listen to her. She said we're miserable witches who will find no happiness in life and are very shallow. Could we be the jerks for criticizing her this way? I think it's pretty clear that OP is the jerk. If they've been together all those years, they say they're in love, they say they've been happy together, they have more than enough reason to have been together for all those years, then who the heck does OP think they are for coming in and saying, oh well, you should have found the first person that had a million dollars and locked that up, not this schlub, what did he show you love and respect? He only worked at Walmart, you should have left him years ago. Frankly, I think Chrissy was right in that last paragraph. This next story is from Jam Whopper. Am I the jerk for refusing to go on family vacation unless my mom lets my boyfriend come? I, 22-year-old female, am one of seven children. I'm the youngest, and all of my siblings are over 10 years older than me. They're all married, but only one of them has children. My dad left when I was seven, and none of us have heard from him since. We didn't go on any family vacations after he left because my mom was too anxious, and then by the time she wasn't, my siblings all had their own lives. My mom decided last year that she wanted to go on a huge family vacation. It's out of the country and for 15 days. All of my siblings are going to be there, along with their partners. The vacation is next week. I've been with my boyfriend now for about 6 months, and I thought it was a given that my mom would pay for my boyfriend to come too. When I mentioned it to her, she laughed, thinking I was joking. She said it's a family vacation where all of us are going to be spending actual time together for the first time in a long time, and she doesn't want to pay for someone she barely knows to be there. I said this was unfair, and I told her I refused to go unless she would let them come. She's upset, and my siblings are all saying I'm a jerk, but I just don't think it's fair when all of my siblings' partners are going. Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk for expecting the mom to pay for the boyfriend of six months. Very likely this whole trip was being planned before the boyfriend even was in the picture. It would be one thing for you both to pay for your boyfriend and ask if they can come along to the family vacation, but it's a whole other thing to just expect them to be paid for and brought along as well. Our next story is from Centric Wave 3779 Am I the jerk for refusing to give my husband money to go on the trip that his friend excluded me from? My female 35, husband male 33 has a male 32 friend, Austin, that he's known from college. They're like brothers, and together they extended their friend group. Now the group has over seven guys who hang out together all the time. Austin and I don't get along. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He seems to be mocking my infertility and brings it up occasionally. It hurts because I've always wanted children, and for him to make it a constant topic of conversation hurts. My husband thinks it's just me being hypersensitive. Anyway, about a month ago, Austin and I got into a fight after he commented on my infertility by saying that I should hurry up and give him a nephew and niece because my biological clock is ticking. We were planning on going to a trip together, but Austin disinvited me because I yelled at him for what he said and ruined his dinner. I said I was perfectly okay with that. In fact, I felt so much relief that I no longer had to be around him anymore. My husband for the first time was okay with me being away from Austin, but said that he still wants to go on that trip. I said nothing till he told me that he still expects me to pay for his travel expenses. I refused and said that he was on his own. He started an argument about how I'm doing this to punish him for not staying home with me and told me that my issue is with Austin, not him. I told him he could go get the money elsewhere, but he's unable to borrow any more money and add to his debts after he got fired in May. He insisted, and I refused. He started calling me spiteful and unfair to refuse to pay for his travel expenses as an attempt to get him to stay home with me. He said his relationship with Austin is bigger than just a few comments Austin made and bigger than my exaggerated sensitivity and insecurity. Now he's sulking until I cave in and give him the money. Am I the jerk for insisting on not paying? I think OP is definitely not the jerk here, and I don't think they should pay a dime towards that trip. It's clear that both Austin and their husband have no respect for how OP feel in this situation. If Austin was a true friend of OP's husband, they wouldn't be making that kind of comment about their spouse. And honestly, if the husband was any kind of respectful, he wouldn't allow that kind of talk coming from his friend either. Our next story is from Bearware671. Am I the jerk for walking out of my 5-year-old niece's birthday party and taking her present with me? I, 24-year-old female, my niece, 5, female, and my sister-in-law, Megan, 25-year-old female. Yesterday was my niece's birthday. My niece is my sister-in-law's firstborn, and my sister-in-law is currently pregnant with her fourth child. When I received the invitation to the party, there was a note asking everyone to not forget about the mommy when shopping for birthday gifts that my niece's birthday was also meant to celebrate the woman who carried her for nine months. I'll be honest that I'm not Megan's biggest fan. I've always found her to be a large drama queen. So when I read that I was supposed to bring her a present to her daughter's birthday party, I was annoyed and knew that I would be doing no such thing. For my niece's birthday, I made her a large wool hand crocheted blanket and matching teddy bear. When it came time to open gifts, it was Megan sitting on a chair in the center of the living room with my nieces sitting on the floor next to her. Megan opened every single present, even the ones meant for my niece. It was only after she was done that she would hand the open present to my niece. When it came time to open my present, I watched as Megan opened my gift, shuffled past the teddy bear and blanket, and proceeded to search for her gift. When Megan found no other present, she looked up and asked me if there was another present for me in the pile. I responded, no. 
Disappointed, Megan took the blanket out of the box and proceeded to ask me questions like, Where did you get such a cute blanket? And, I hope you didn't break the bank with such an extravagant present. Her tone came across as sincere, but the way she stared at me from across the room definitely gave me a different impression. I responded to her questions by saying that I made the teddy bear and blanket myself, and that it was no trouble for my little niece. Megan chuckles and asks me in front of the whole party if I had actually made the gifts. I responded, absolutely. Megan and I go back and forth in front of everyone for a minute, but Megan ends the conversation by saying that I didn't actually make the gifts because I didn't collect the wool for the blanket or make the buttons on the bear myself. That for something to be handmade, you have to use only your hands from start to finish. Otherwise, it doesn't count. After, my mother-in-law pulled me aside. She was extremely upset with me for antagonizing Megan. No one in the family likes Megan, but my in-laws play nice because when they didn't, Megan and her husband moved halfway across the country. They just recently moved back to town. After my mother-in-law thoroughly lectured me on keeping the peace, she asked me to leave the party, go buy Megan a present, and to come back when I'm ready with an apology. Instead, I left the party and took my presents with me. All day today, I've been playing telephone with friends and relatives of Megan, all of them accusing me of ruining my niece's birthday party and telling me I'm a jerk for stealing my niece's birthday presents. I'm going to say OP's not the jerk here. OP said that their intention on taking the gifts back with them is to re-gift them to the niece later on -on one-on-one. I think that's fair because who knows what Megan would do after the party feeling upset, feeling slighted that on their daughter's birthday they didn't get presents. Personally, I feel like Megan sounds like an awful mom. Our next story is from Delilah781. Am I the jerk for how I reacted to my family joking about how they thought I would marry our family friend slash my ex in front of my boyfriend? When I was nine, I had a fake wedding and my ex was the groom. Recently, during my dad's birthday dinner, the fake wedding got brought up because my parents found some pictures from that day and they were being passed around during the dinner. My family, my ex's family, and some other friends were all cracking jokes about how they thought we would eventually have a real wedding. At one point, my brother said it was too bad my ex hadn't been a gentleman and lost his chance, because now the wedding was never going to happen. My ex said, never say never, and everybody was cheering him on, even though I told them to stop as I could see my boyfriend was getting upset. They wouldn't drop it, and my boyfriend ended up leaving early after having an argument with me. I was really upset and angry after he left, so when it was suggested we should recreate some old childhood photos, including the wedding ones, I yelled at them to shut up and to stop talking about the stupid wedding and how a real one would never happen. Everyone got quiet and it was awkward, so I ended up going to sit outside because I was still so angry and didn't want to be around them. In the end, my ex came outside and told me it was just a joke and I didn't need to yell at everybody. He brought up how I've never minded the jokes in the past, not even after we broke up, and how I shouldn't let my boyfriend's insecurity cause me to get angry at my family over a long-standing joke. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk because of one reason, OP saying stop joking about it, stop talking about it, stop going on about it. I'm of the opinion that if there's something from somebody's childhood that somebody's embarrassed about, doesn't want to hear about, doesn't want to joke about, and they specifically say stop bringing it up, that should be more than respected. 
and they especially should have stopped when it was clear that it upset the boyfriend enough to the point where they left. Our next story is from Dinosaur Khaleesi. Would I be the jerk if I asked my coworker to stop saying God bless you in their emails? Short and to the point, in my job I have a remote coworker in another country who I send lists of work we want them to do. Every time, they write back and just say thank you, God bless, or have a blessed day. I'm atheist and it honestly kind of annoys me. I don't know if it's a common sign off in his country and I don't want to unintentionally start a big drama. I'm just wondering if it's worth addressing or if I would be a jerk to do so. I think you would be a jerk if you brought this up. Now, if this coworker was signing off their emails like, thank you, God shines his light on you every single day, or thank you, may you accept God every single day, or something that kind of actually pushes their religion onto you, or infers that you believe in anything in any such way or that you should, maybe you'd have something there, but what this person is saying shouldn't affect you in any way, they're just basically wishing you well. This next story is from Goofy Can Wait. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay half of my son's ticket? My ex and I split costs for our son. If one of us takes him shopping for school supplies, the other sends half the bill. We split his fees for our class and pay for half of all supplies. Why are colored pencils so expensive? If one of us takes him clothes shopping, the other gets half the bill. Everything is 50-50. We also have alternating weeks, but in the summer I get four weeks and she gets four weeks. My ex just sent me a bill for half of my son's portion of her family vacation. I immediately called and said that I'm under no circumstances paying for that. I'm not subsidizing their vacation. I don't ask her to chip in for my vacations. My ex said that that's because I take our son camping and other cheap activities, and asking for such a paltry sum would be petty, but theme park tickets are expensive. She said I need to pay for half of his ticket at the very least. I said no, I didn't tell them to go to Disney. If I'm going to buy a Disney ticket, I'll buy two and take them myself. I'm not paying for their vacation, full stop. It's also ridiculous that she thought I'd chip in for their hotel. It's no more expensive with my son there than it would be without, lodging-wise. We went back and forth and eventually she gave up. Her parting jab was that her husband might make her reschedule the trip to fall during my custody time. I said fine. I'll take him myself in a few years, when he's old enough to enjoy everything. I'm still steamed and told my sister. My sister says I'm the jerk because going to Disney is way more expensive than camping. And why should my ex and her husband have to shoulder that cost alone? I said it's because it's their vacation and their idea. If my son told me he wanted to go to Disney, I would take him. But I would stay at a cheaper hotel and wait until he's old enough to really enjoy everything. It feels like this trip's more for the benefit of her stepkids and my son's just being tacked on. That's fine, but I'm not paying for that. Am I being a jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. If the mom is watching the kid and they decide to go to Disney, I don't see how the dad should be responsible for the kid's ticket. The dad's not taking them to Disney. The dad doesn't get to go. I don't understand why that would be so hard to understand. And our final story of the day is from that guy yup yup. Am I the jerk for denying Guy the job for a comment I perceived as racist that was made five years ago? I had a Guy interview for a position. He did well in his interview, had great credentials, nice guy. So then I do a background search. Turns out this guy used to be a real piece of work on the internet. All really old comments, but he would go around trolling people on his Facebook profile. Most of the stuff was just rude jokes, but there was a comment in which a person replied, 
a black person to him, making fun of him. The guy replies calling him an insult involving knuckles. I had never heard that before. I looked this up and people are saying it means like, moron. I found some sources that say it's a racist thing to say, so I made the decision not to hire him as I have zero tolerance for racism of any form. Usually when I'm not going to hire someone, I just move on and don't tell him anything. I figured I would let him know though because there's a lot on that profile people would deny him a job for. I was just looking for racism, misogyny, general bigotry. Figured I'd tell him so he'd be more aware of these things online, and if he is a racist, clean up his act. So I emailed him that I found this comment, and will not be hiring him due to worries about him being racist. I was expecting a very aggressive reply, but what he sent me was basically him saying, what? I'm so confused. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. I'm not racist. Now I feel like a jerk. Was I right or wrong? So I'm going to be honest, I've never really heard the term very much myself being used before, but from all indications online, it seems like this is kind of essentially just calling somebody stupid like a caveman. The overwhelming amount of comments on this post say that OP is clearly the jerk and that the term is not a racist term. Like I said, personally, I've never really even seen the term before, so I'm not sure. From what I can tell, OP is the jerk for assuming that it is a racist term. Again, overwhelmingly, everybody on this post seems to say that this is definitely not a racist insult. What do you guys think? Is this alone enough to say, this guy is unhirable? Let me know down in the comments. Am I the jerk for leaving the hospital and going home after my husband called me ugly while waking up from his surgery? I'm female 25, my husband male 32, had undergone surgery days ago. The surgery required anesthesia, and his family and I waited till the evening for him to wake up. He was in and out for a while, but then started regaining consciousness gradually. The nurse gave me a signal to go in with his mom. I stood by his bed and he was speaking to his mom. He then turned his head towards me, made a face, and asked who I was. I told him my name, but couldn't recognize me. I don't know if this was deliberate. I told him I was his wife, and he frowned and said, No, no, you can't be my wife. You're ugly. This made me upset and I was completely floored at what he said. I didn't know what to say, I just stared at him while he looked away. I quietly stepped out and told his family and mom that I was going home. His mom kept shouting after me saying I was overreacting and that I shouldn't just go home and leave her son alone when he was just waking up. I got home, cried my eyes out and then called my dad. He calmed me down but then said I should stop being too sensitive and that my husband didn't know what he was saying and so he didn't mean it and couldn't control it. I argued that he must think I'm ugly since I heard that people under the effect of anesthesia are like drunk people and tell what's really on their mind. Dad laughed at this and said that still, walking out like that probably wasn't ideal and it must have upset my in-law's ex, my mother-in-law. I admit being too cautious and insecure about my look. I don't see myself pretty so I don't expect him to lie and say I am but calling me ugly? This I couldn't let go. I think OP's not the jerk because I understand it could be a heartbreaking and honestly stressful thing to hear, but you also do have to really understand that this dude was on some hard-hitting stuff and frankly, for some people it might be a truth serum, but for some people, they may think they're the new leader of a new colony on Jupiter. Do you guys think that OP should take these comments personally? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Dad of a Forever Boy. 
Am I the jerk for throwing a gender reveal party for my son instead in the same week as my sister's baby shower? I'm a 47-year-old single dad of a 19-year-old young man who was born as a female. We lost his mom to COVID in the first wave. He came out to us as trans three years ago and completed his transition just a few weeks ago. My sister's pregnant with her fifth child and is doing a baby shower slash gender reveal next weekend. The whole family is invited. Her baby's due at the end of July. I'm throwing my son a gender reveal party this Thursday. He always wanted one ever since he came out. And now that he's officially a man, we're finally throwing one. The whole family's invited, though some won't come because they don't approve. We sent out invitations two months ago. My sister told me she'll see about coming because she's heavily pregnant, and I put her down for a maybe. Yesterday she called me fuming, said that a lot of the family members are actually coming to my son's party, and since this is the first family thing since COVID, this will be the first big party, and then her baby shower will just be an afterthought. I told her I'm not moving my son's party because everyone will still attend her baby shower on the weekend. She said I'm faking a gender reveal party, and I told her that's ridiculous. She said it won't even be a proper gender reveal because he's not a baby. Then I just said that she can either come or not, her choice, but I'm not moving the date. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I think regardless of what kind of party it is, if you plan it two months in advance, especially before any other plans pop up, in the family, you're totally justified to continue on the course, especially considering it's happening in the next week or so. I don't see how OP could be the jerk here. Our next story is from ThrowRA4T33. Am I the jerk for refusing to let my husband's mom nap in my room? My husband's mom moved in with us a week ago. The minute we were informed she was going to move in, temporary till her house gets renovated, we've emptied a room specifically for her. It has everything. A bed with a frame, curtains, mounted TV, wardrobe, etc. She was thrilled with it and loved it a lot. One day I came home and found her in my bedroom sleeping in mine and my husband's bed. I was confused, but she told me she took a nap on the bed and lost track of time. Since then, she started talking about how she loved the nap there and started hinting wanting to take naps in the bedroom from now on. I kept ignoring her comments till my husband sat me down and told me that his mom really liked and got used to napping in our bedroom and we should just let her have her daily afternoon nap in the room. I said absolutely not and we started debating. I told him his mom is being ridiculous because she has a whole room upstairs where she should nap. He got upset and said that I was making his mom feel uncomfortable and unwelcome with this attitude. I said no and refused to negotiate. He called me selfish and mean for saying no and preventing his mom from feeling comfortable at his house, but I reminded him that I pay full mortgage for the house while he blows money over gadgets and consoles. He accused me of bringing old disagreements in this current conflict to use against him. I said no again and that he should stop pushing because I need the room for when I get home feeling exhausted from working on my feet from 6am. He's refusing to speak to me till I agree and let his mom have her nap in there. Am I the jerk for choosing this hill to die on, as he says? Am I being difficult? I think OP's not the jerk. If they laid down and they accidentally fell asleep there one time, that's one thing, but I'm not gonna lie, I kinda would be a little grossed out from sharing my bed repeatedly with my mother-in-law. I feel like I personally can have slight germophobic tendencies, 
So I'm picturing, you know, this mother-in-law bringing in whatever, dead skin, bacteria, germs, dirt, whatever, every single day onto your bed, onto your pillows, on your covers. When you got your own bed, use your own bed. And who wants to get home wanting to relax and finding out you can't because your bed's being rented out? And what about the knowledge that, I mean, you've probably hooked up in that bed? I think there's just too many factors that go into allowing yourself to be comfortable with this idea. Our next story is from Dopemaster865. Am I the jerk? Am I an unsupportive husband? My wife wants to drag me and the kids on a two-hour drive, each direction, so she can go and meet up with some high school friends. Neither our kids nor I were invited to join them, so we're just along for the ride and then the fun of finding something to do in a town that has nothing but box stores for the four hours that she's hanging out. Keep in mind it'll roughly be 95 to 100 degrees outside as well, or else I take the kids to a park. I am all for her hanging out with her old friends, but I offer to watch the kids at home instead. This way I can get the kids together with other friends and take them swimming or to the beach, etc. They have way more options and my wife can take all the time she wants with her friends. I'm being told that I'm a selfish jerk and not supporting her. The only difference is I can do something more fun with the kids and we aren't stuck in a car for 4 hours when we have nothing to do there anyway. In my mind that's being supportive. I'm happy to spend time with the kids and to let her have fun with her friends for as long as she wants. The only thing I'd rather not do is get dragged on multiple hours of car rides, plus the task of finding something to do in a boring town while I can stay home and have more to do here with the kids. Can someone tell me if I'm being selfish and unsupportive for not being told exactly what and how to do with the time that she won't be around anyway? Thanks, a totally unsupportive jerk. So frankly, I think OP's definitely not the jerk, and I think the wife is projecting pretty darn hard here. It's pretty impressive for the wife to claim that the husband is the one being selfish when OP wants their husband and kids to come with them in a car and wait around and figure out something else to do while she's busy for four hours. I agree wholeheartedly with OP. They're being really supportive by saying, go, I'll watch the kids. Everything will be locked down here. You go have fun with your friends. That's supportive. She's the one being selfish here. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from objective number 8088. Am I the jerk for telling my son about why his mom and I aren't together? My son just turned 10. His mom and I broke up when he was 2. We never married. The deal was that for us, instant physical attraction carried the relationship entirely. We basically went from her saying, you're really cute, and me saying, gosh darn, you're pretty, to having a kid very quickly. We tried to flesh out the relationship after he was born. It caused a lot of arguments, and we figured out that we were just two different of people. We share custody, and the only times I'm ever really around her for what I'd call an extended period of time is when we're doing something for Christmas or his birthday, things like that. The way I parent, I'm very honest with him. I don't see much of a reason to give him a bunch of word salad answers to questions. Last week, he asked what happened between his mom and I. I told him that his mom is one of those people where if she's not choreographing and directing everything around her, she's not happy. I told him I just felt like I was losing myself the more I was around her. I thought it was a pretty tame answer. I didn't rant, rave, cuss up a storm or anything. I also assumed he'd keep it between us. Last night, I get a phone call from my ex telling me that, in the heat of an argument with her about cleaning up his room, 
he'd let it fly about what I said. She said I should have passed on the question, then told her he asked it so that we could be on the same page. My point to her was, I don't believe I said anything toxic or outlandish. She had me talk to him, and I told him to apologize to her and pick up his room. Am I the jerk? It is a good policy to be honest, but just from the setup OP had in the story to what they told their own kid, I don't know if OP's even being honest writing this story for us. And I will say, being honest but in a more ambiguous way, especially for a 10-year-old kid, might be more applicable. It could have very easily just said, it just didn't work out between us, sometimes it works that way. I don't think that in any way would have been lying. And doesn't just randomly dump on your ex for no justifiable reason after all these years. This next story is from Independent Safe 1780 Am I the jerk for kicking out my boyfriend's 19-year-old daughter? My boyfriend of three years moved into my home three weeks ago after his lease went up and he was unable to renew with the price hike they expected. His rent was $1,600 for a two-bedroom, and upon signing a new lease, they said it was now $2,400. I have a three-bedroom home and one son, 11. Both his room and my room have an attached bathroom. The guest room does not. We lived here for five years, and I bought it last year. My boyfriend has a 19-year-old daughter named Jess, who visits him on the weekends and lives at home with her mother. Literally never had any issues with her up until my boyfriend moved in. When he moved in, Jess started becoming this witchy snob who had demand after demand that she fully expected me to meet. Like she wanted me to kick my son out of his room so she could have the room with an attached bathroom. Stating that a boy didn't need a bathroom as much as a girl did. When I said absolutely not, she got extremely rude and condescending whenever she was in my home. She also tried parenting my son on more than one occasion, telling him what he can and cannot watch on the TV, what he can and cannot snack on, etc. There's been times when he's tried talking to us and Jess will butt in and say something about how kids are so freaking annoying. If I speak up to her, she says, I don't believe I was talking to you or rolls her eyes at me. Bold for someone who doesn't pay any rent or food costs to be staying in my home. I told her father last week that either he gets a handle on his adult kid or she was getting booted to the curb. He immediately starts telling me that I need to give her time because this is an adjustment for her and that apparently she's having a hard time at her mom's house due to them arguing all the time. I told him that it wasn't my problem and that in my house, me and my son were not going to be treated like crap because she can't control her emotions and wants to take her resentment out on us. He said he would talk to her. His talk did nothing at all. In fact, she confronted me about it and said, I don't know what game you're playing here, but respect is earned, not given, and I will not be granting you respect until you prove to me you deserve it. She then walks to the living room where my son was watching TV and takes the remote from him and tells him to move. At this point, I go in and immediately tell her to get out of my house. She tells me she isn't going anywhere because her dad lives here. So I end up calling her uncle, who is a police officer, and have her escorted from my house after she collected all her belongings. My boyfriend said that I crossed the line, so I told him he can leave too. He currently isn't speaking to me, locked away in my bedroom. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here, and good on OP for having a spine when this boyfriend cannot control their own kid. And let's be real, she's 19 years old. She's too old to give the benefit of the doubt and tolerate any kind of that behavior from, and she has no legal right whatsoever to stay in your house. 
If the boyfriend can't get a grip on their kid and clearly they don't want to, I'm with OP, both of them can get kicked to the curb. Don't waste your time on that nonsense. Not a surprise they're arguing with their mom too. Our next story is from Throw RA Wrong 1B. Am I the jerk for telling my brother-in-law's girlfriend she's boring because all she talks about is her job? My 34-year-old female, brother-in-law's girlfriend Faye, 32-year-old female, recently got a new job. She got her master's in 2020 and never stops talking about it. My husband, 36, Jack, has noticed the same thing, and he said his brother Luke, 32, talks about it too. It gets on our nerves, but we tolerate it because we know how excited Faye is about her degree and now this new job, which she also won't stop talking about because, as she says, she wouldn't have gotten it if she didn't pursue her master's since it's a requirement. We had them over for dinner last night with my parents and my father and mother-in-law. Once again, Faye brings up her new job. It doesn't start for another couple of weeks. She works in education, so her contracts are based on the school calendar. And she was talking about all the things she gets to do now that she really wanted to do. She mentioned it being a life goal. I asked her what was next. She asked what I meant. I asked her about things like kids or marriage since they've been together for three years now. She said she doesn't want to rush into marriage or kids until she had her goals in order. But marriage was something she and Luke had been seriously discussing. I asked when she'd have time for kids or marriage with her career goals. She said she'd make time. I said kids are a lot of work. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I told her that when I was pregnant, it wasn't feasible financially or logically to continue working as an STNA. So I quit at 26. Faye said that she doesn't want kids that she can't provide for, and she likes relying on herself because so many stay-at-home moms are financially trapped when they stop working and can't leave if the marriage falls apart for whatever reason. I'll be honest, I was offended by that. I told her that not all of us are trapped. She agreed but said you never know and you should depend on yourself, even in marriage. Luke was nodding and agreeing. I said, it would also give you more to talk about other than your job. Faye asked if I had a problem with her talking about her job. I said no, but honestly, it's the only thing she seems to have that's mildly interesting. Everyone else talks about kids, home life, vacations, family, hobbies, but all you talk about is your degree, education, and this new job of yours. And I told her it was kind of boring. Faye said, then I won't bore you any further, and asked my in-laws how installing wood floors was going. We all moved on past the conversation until later that night. After Luke and Faye left, my mother-in-law told me I was rude. I told her I was telling the truth because we are all tired of hearing about it. Jack agreed, but mother-in-law said while that was true, it's still an accomplishment no one, looking me up and down, in this family had done yet, and I seemed jealous. I said I wasn't jealous, but offended by some of the things she said. Mother-in-law told me I was only offended because Faye was right. Jack said she was right, but it was obvious she was directing those comments at me in a judgmental way, and my parents agree with me. Am I the jerk? Frankly, I think OP is pretty clearly the jerk. I think OP is overly judgmental, and when OP instilled the topic of discussion of kids, marriage, Faye's wishes, desires, and goals with marriage with kids, they were directly inquiring about the exact thing Faye said. It wasn't some like weird, prompted, targeted thing. OP literally asked them about basically prioritizing your job versus prioritizing having kids. Well, Faye clearly feels a certain way, and they shared their ideological thinking as to why they wouldn't stop and have kids sometime soon. OP's not only really judgmental and just a jerk, 
but also feels the need to be villainized somehow? Our next story is from Sad Poets. Am I the jerk for smiling while my mother-in-law scolded my husband for poking my belly and saying it was like dough? I gave birth to our first child three weeks ago and my body hasn't snapped back yet. I definitely feel insecure about it, to the point where I won't even change in front of my husband anymore. Yesterday I was laying down on him and my top rode up so you could see my belly slightly. He stroked it and then poked it and made a comment about how my belly was like dough. I know my reaction was irrational, but I burst into tears. My in-laws were there and my mother-in-law was furious with my husband and she started scolding him for not being careful with his words. My husband tried to defend himself, but my mother-in-law kept telling him off. I started smiling and my husband got upset with me for being happy he was getting into trouble. Am I the jerk? I'm sorry, is OP's husband like freshly 19? They're acting like a total kid here. I'm definitely not one and the same with OP's husband, but if I had a partner that had just given birth, I wouldn't be poking their stomach and saying it feels like dough. Just be supportive, why say dumb stuff like that? The husband was definitely mean and I think OP's feelings are more than justified. I'm sorry, but these people like this husband and the stay-at-home mom champion in the last story really frustrate me with their senseless perspectives. This next story is from ComplexCup7367. Am I the jerk for defending my dad's girlfriend for wearing a bikini to my fiancé's bridal shower? My dad's been dating Tiffany for a year and a half. She's honestly really annoying. I'm not gonna lie. I recently got engaged to my girlfriend of three years, Melissa, and we're currently wedding planning. Her mom and maid of honor recently threw her a bridal shower. As an olive branch, Tiffany and my mom were invited. For some background, Melissa does struggle with insecurities and self-esteem. She's also very, very into things being picture perfect, which sometimes results in anxiety. She also hates how the women in my family dress. She totally gets it isn't her business and she would never say anything, but she's confided to me that she hates it. For the bridal shower, most of the women wore sundresses. Tiffany wore something which looked like to me a roughly crop top and a matching skirt. I thought it looked fine. She did mention she was leaving early because she had plans. During the shower, Melissa realized that what Tiffany was wearing was actually a bikini because the skirt was pretty see-through and she could make out the bottoms. She asked her but tried to laugh it off and Tiffany admitted it was a bikini because she was going out on my dad's boat after and wouldn't have time to change. My future mother-in-law asked Tiffany if she found it a bit weird. Tiffany said no and she thought it passed as a crop top. Melissa and her bridesmaids went off and talked about it and Melissa decided that she was offended but declined her mom's offer to kick Tiffany out. When Tiffany was leaving she said goodbye and my fiance said, I hope you had fun and I hope you found the attention you were looking for. I heard this through my mom, sister and then Melissa. At this point I was sick of hearing about it and I was annoyed because my mom was trying to make it into a much bigger issue and act like I shouldn't marry Melissa over it, which I promptly shut down. By the time I talked to Melissa, she was heated and calling Tiffany an attention who are and a show off. She asked if my mom had said anything, because I guess my mom was rolling her eyes at her at the shower. I told her I talked to my mom and told her to shut up. Melissa then asked me if I hated Tiffany. I said that I don't hate her, and then I said to be honest, I think her outfit was fine. It just looked like a crop top, and if that ruined the day for Melissa, that is something Melissa needs to work on. That upset Melissa, and she feels that I was brushing her feelings aside. She said I should talk to my dad, 
and I told her I wasn't going to and that's embarrassing. She stormed off and is now refusing to talk about it. I think we need a little bit more context as to like where the venue was and like because everybody else pretty much wearing sundresses and then they show up with a probably pretty small cut crop top. It's a bridal shower, not a bachelorette party, so showing up with a really skimpy looking outfit or at least very minimal clothing, whether or not it was for attention or not, seems just a bit out of place for a bridal shower. No matter what justification OP, who I think is the jerk, tries to make, the fact of the matter is, she wore a bikini to a bridal shower. Our next story is from supposed gold digger. Am I the jerk for refusing to be a bridesmaid in my sister's wedding? I, 28-year-old female, come from a big extended family, including me and my sister, 23-year-old female. There's 24 female cousins and 17 male cousins. Half of the cousins are already married. When the first one ever asked me to be a bridesmaid, I decline. When I attend a wedding, I want to have fun, eat food, and dance. In exchange, I'll get you a gift. I do not want to spend my energy, time, and money on your big day. And when I get married, I won't have a bridal party, nor will I expect a bachelorette party. Well, all of the cousins understood. There were no hard feelings. And to be honest, with that many cousins, it wasn't even an issue. Now my younger sister's getting married. She asked me to be a bridesmaid, and I declined. And I did it very gently. I told her sorry, but with working full-time... Being in the final stages of preparing my thesis and teaching some summer classes, that I would not make a good bridesmaid. Also, my sister is a total bridezilla. The dresses she's looking at for her party are $450. She expects a weekend bachelorette in Vegas with all the bells and whistles, and wants everyone to attend dance classes to learn this elaborate dance to surprise her with. I do not have the energy for all that ish. Now, she said I'm not invited to her wedding. If I'm not willing to put forth the effort to make her day perfect, then I don't deserve to be there. Honestly, I don't care. But my mom and some aunts are calling me a jerk. So, am I the jerk? I'm not gonna lie, and this might make me sound like a jerk, but I've not gone to some weddings for much, much, much less than this. $450 getting out to Vegas for a surprise party and learning some like flash mob dance thing? I'm sorry, but that is asking just too much. Especially if not doing all that makes me deserve to not be there. This next story is from Sprawling Jaguar. Am I the jerk for excluding my father's affair child for my late dad's birthday slash anniversary party? The party was two months ago, but this is still coming up, so I just want to get some external opinions. In February, it came out that my father had a child out of marriage. Let's call him Ollie, and Ollie is 24. It was a shock since no one expected it, but we took the tests and he is dad's son. He's an okay guy, but I grew up with three siblings and they're the only siblings I'll ever know, so we don't have much of a relationship. But I acknowledge him and we get along when we see each other. June 18th is my father's birthday, and what would have been my parents' 50th anniversary. My mother had been really looking forward to this milestone while he was alive, so we planned this small party to celebrate what would have been 50 years of marriage and his birthday. Just a nice lunch with my aunt, uncles, and grandmother, as well as a visit to his grave. My sister told Ollie about the plan, and he asked to be involved since we're celebrating dad's birthday. The problem is that my mother is still struggling to accept him and the fact that dad cheated. She's in therapy for this. 
and since this was a dual birthday and wedding anniversary, inviting the kid he had out of marriage seems like adding salt to the wound. So I said no, he couldn't be involved in the party. However, we can make arrangements to go to the grave as siblings with him afterwards, and then have dinner together on me, since he is dad's son in the end. My sister told me Ollie was offended and mad at me for treating him like an outsider and tried to come gate crash, but my husband saw him outside and just asked him not to. I only found out about this afterwards. Him and my two sisters ended up going to the grave alone after everything ended and had dinner without me. I understand where he's coming from, but I also believe I made a fair compromise under the circumstances. Am I the jerk? I personally think OP's not the jerk here because... I feel like what OP was doing was merely looking out for the best interest of everybody involved here. I think the offer OP made to Ollie was more than generous, and it sucks that it affects Ollie in the way it does, but I don't think OP's a jerk for it. And our final story of the day is from Brother Issue Throwaway. Am I the jerk for leaving my brother on my porch? My wife grew up rough. She had a very, very hard time. Due to personal issues, her parents weren't in the picture. She was left to fend for herself. She was forced to do a lot of things against her will. Literally live in the back of gas stations or stores at the age of 16. She's had a lot of things that she's had to get out of habit from, like going days without eating, days without showering, severe insomnia, and jumpy at any loud sounds. She's working on those though. I'm a rather wealthy person, upper middle class. My wife is the cutest but is so darn sad. She gets very excited at grocery stores because she's able to get any treat or food she wants. She gets super excited at things other people would dread. My brother is very spoiled. My parents struggle to parent him. They give in at any command he said. He gets off the hook for everything. They couldn't deal with him, so they sent him with me. I set rules and consequences. He has to go donate anything he doesn't use or doesn't fit. He had to get a job, etc. This was fine. He was doing better. Lately, my wife's been doing a lot of what I explained before. Jumpy, forgetting to eat, waking up at odd hours. This was weird. I came home from work and overheard my brother and my wife. My wife was asleep on the couch. My brother goes over and purposely bangs on the wall, making siren noises. I've informed my brother what he can't do regarding my wife. My wife jumped up, looking scared. I told my brother, who was surprised, to go to his room, which he did. This wasn't the first time he's did this, according to my wife. She said he's shaken her in her sleep, stole whatever food she was eating. She said he's been throwing away all her soaps and washes, too. I was baffled. One, I didn't know about this. Two, my brother? He's 18. He's old enough to know better. I talked to my brother, and he said that he was just messing with her and that this was probably good so she can get over whatever weird fears she has. He proceeded to say that the way she had it wasn't that bad, and she practically got money for free. So I took his stuff, put it in big plastic bags, and set them on the driveway and told him to get out. He was taken aback and asked if I was just going to leave him out there in the heat. It was 76. He said just because she was broke doesn't mean I have to treat him like a hobo. I took him outside and locked the door. He was banging on the door for a few. I called my parents and told them he can't stay here. They're about a three hours drive away. I even gave the kid water. When my parents got there, they were pissed. They said that he was rude, but I was ridiculous for such a harsh punishment. And he could have been kidnapped or passed out. 
He's 200 pounds, seated in a gated community. I don't feel bad. I think this taught him to stop taking things for granted, but they don't think so. Well, he's definitely not going to stop taking things for granted when mommy and daddy come to put the diaper back up on him. I'm sorry, did you terrorize his wife and he got mad at you and kicked you out? I'm sorry, come back here. Mommy and daddy got you. OP is clearly not the jerk. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay for a dress that my bridesmaid ripped in the store? I, 25-year-old female, am getting married. My future husband John has no siblings, one aunt, and only one first cousin, Casey, 23-year-old female, so John asked me to include her in the wedding. I told all three bridesmaids that I'd pay for their dresses. At the appointment, the girls picked a few dresses from the display models up front. The sales associate explained that she would go to the back and pull the ready-to-try dresses, and that going up one to two sizes is normal for formal wear. The plan was for them to head into the changing area, and when they all had a dress on, they'd come out as a group to show me. John's mother and aunt, Casey's mother, pulled me to look at the bridal accessories. So this part is secondhand for my bridesmaids. The associate brought dresses into the dressing area, and Casey was irritated that she fell into the plus line, which started at size 18, both on principle and because two of the dresses apparently weren't available in plus size to try on. She argued and refused to try on anything above a 14, but the associate warned her to not go below a 16. Casey has always squeezed herself in a tight-fitting clothes and is very focused on, in her words, unfair and misleading sizing between brands, refusing to see that in reality she's about a size 18 or 20, so 22 to 24 in formal wear. While I was on the other side of the store, I saw Casey quickly walk out and grab a dress off a mannequin, but I didn't think too much of it. However, the sales associate pulled me aside and told me that a $250 charge for a dress that ripped would be added to my bill. Since I was taking care of everything, when I went to talk to Casey, I found her struggling to zip a too small dress, and the size 14 dress, the one she grabbed, was hanging up and had burst open at the side. I told Casey politely but firmly that I wasn't going to pay for the damaged dress, and that she would need to cover the cost herself, to which she insisted that it was my job to do it. We went back and forth unproductively as John's mother and aunt had come back over, and one of the other bridesmaids told me that the sales associate had strongly cautioned against trying smaller dresses. Casey attempted to start another argument about sizing, and I cut her off. I told her that there was no way in heck she's a size 14, and I don't care if she believes it out in the real world, but for the purposes of this trip and my wedding, I needed her to accept that. Casey angrily went back into her dressing room and refused to come out, and her mother told me to just pay the $250 since Casey was still an apprentice at the hair salon and didn't make that much money. My bridesmaids backed me up, but Casey's aunt, and to a certain extent John's mother, essentially said that Casey wouldn't be there around these dresses in the first place if it wasn't for me. Casey's mom ultimately paid for the damaged dress. But am I the jerk? Our next story is from Throwaway Batch. Am I the jerk for having high expectations for my bachelorette party? I, 25-year-old female, am getting married to my wonderful fiancé, 31-year-old male, this fall. A week ago, I had a bachelorette party. While most girls dream of their weddings, I dreamt about my bachelorette weekend. I put a lot of planning into this weekend, made a lot of phone calls, reservations, everything basically. For Thursday night to Sunday morning, me and 25 of my closest girlfriends rented a house. 
from the start, it was a disaster. I had told my girls to get to the house early on Thursday so they could decorate and set up before I got there. Well, I got to the house at 3 and they weren't done decorating, so that bummed me out because I wanted that wow moment. When I came in and saw the setup, I felt robbed, but we still had a decent first night. Friday, I woke up at 7am to make breakfast and get ready because we had a packed day. Vineyards, boat, lunch, happy hour drinks, then dinner in the clubs. I was getting shaded on all afternoon because people said they were being rushed from place to place and had to carry changes of clothes all day, but we only had limited time in the city and I wanted to make the most of it. Saturday was worse. We had brunch at 9am and no one was awake in time, so it only ended up being me and a few loyal bridesmaids. We went shopping after for a few hours, and when we got back to the house, no one was even apologetic, even though I was close to tears all day. The last straw for me was later that night when we were going to dinner, and nobody was wearing the matching shirts we got for the weekend. People wanted to wear their own stuff, but that's not what we agreed on, even though my maid of honor notified everyone. At that point, I said, screw it. This weekend was ruined and locked myself in my room to cry. It was even worse when I came out a few hours later and half the girls had gone out anyway. Without me, aka the actual bride, I ended up driving home early on Sunday and left the house a mess for the girls to pick up because I was so upset. Now it's been almost a week. No one's really texted me except some bridesmaids and the maid of honor. I know I sound bridezilla-ish, but these are supposed to be my friends. And we were supposed to celebrate me all weekend, and I felt neglected and I'm just really upset. I understand these expectations may seem like a lot, but I made my expectations clear to the group and they just let me down so bad. Tell me, am I the jerk? I think OP's the jerk here honestly because as much expectation as they try to express, these are 25 adults who had to take time out of their lives to set days aside for OP. And honestly, even like taking a multi-day vacation with a small group of friends, most often ends up having changes in plans or changes in whatever you were expecting. I just find it hard to believe that 25 people really worked well in this one house. And also, I mean, 25 people, I don't really consider that to be close friends. If you have 25 close friends, you do a lot of socializing. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories like our next one from K.918. Am I the jerk for exposing my cousin's creepy husband to my entire family? I, 22-year-old female, met my cousin's husband, 24-year-old female and 26-year-old male, last July for their wedding. They live several states away, so in addition to meeting him for the first time, it was also the first time I'd seen my cousin in a few years. I instantly got a bad vibe from him and he made several comments that rubbed me the wrong way. He told me I seemed like a wild child and said he would bet I'm a bad girl at my college. Since meeting him, he's followed me on Instagram and sporadically sends me reels, which I don't open, and comments odd things on my posts like, Looking good, cousin. He even DM'd me once, Hey, I'll be in your state this weekend on business, dot dot dot, lol, which I never opened either. All of this definitely creeped me out, but I didn't feel like I could say anything about it because my cousin and I aren't close, and I've always felt like she looks down on me because she's a devout Christian and I'm not. 
Fast forward to this week, one of those fake accounts on Instagram popped up with some of my pictures, asking for money for X-rated pictures. The bio was in broken English, the pictures were poorly cropped screenshots of my two most recent posts, and the cash app was random strings of numbers and letters. The account just looked very fake, and many of my friends sent it to me and reported the account. Of course, the one person who apparently fell for it was my cousin's husband. I then got a very long, nasty DM from my cousin telling me that she'd been very tolerant of my sinful lifestyle, whatever that means, but this time I'd gone too far. She said she didn't care that we were family, and so long as I was posing a threat to her marriage, I was no longer welcome in their lives. I calmly and politely responded that this account was not me and that I'd already reported the account to Instagram to be taken down and I apologized for the apparent disruption to her day. She responded that she didn't believe me and said she pities me for having such low self-esteem and would keep me in her prayers. I lost it at this point. I called her stupid for falling for an account that was so obviously fake and said that her husband was such a blatant creep it was embarrassing she even married him. I sent screenshots of the months of DMs from him that I never responded to, and concluded by saying, if your marriage is so easily threatened, get a divorce. Don't take your insecurities out on me. Shortly after, I got an angry phone call from my mom and my grandma saying my cousin made an honest mistake and that my response was cruel and unjustified. Apparently, my cousin showed everyone our messages and is humiliated by what I said. My mom's worried our relationship with that side of the family is permanently damaged And now I may or may not be welcome at future family gatherings because my grandma doesn't want the drama. I really don't feel like my response was out of line, but since no one else agrees with me, I'm not sure. So, am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk and not out of line here. Frankly, let's put it down to what it is. This person saying, I don't believe you, I'll keep you in my prayers, is such a like, screw you and everything you said that I think it's probably the most normal, rational human reaction to say, okay, fine, if that's how it is, let's just lay all the cards on the table and get it out there. Because you'll be darned if you're the reason that their marriage gets so easily threatened when you didn't even do anything. Literally didn't even do anything. Our next story is from R.S. Eveldi. Am I the jerk for complimenting my girlfriend by saying that she's a smart girl? I was trying to assemble a desk I bought for like two hours without success, even after watching videos and reading the instructions multiple times. So I called my girlfriend for help, and she figured where I was messing up in just a few minutes. I know it sounds weird, but honestly I was amazed seeing her trying to figure it and succeeding in a short amount of time. So I told her that she's such an amazing and smart girl. She got up and gave me an upset look. When I asked her what's wrong, she angrily said to never call her a girl again, even as a compliment. Mind you, I'm not a native speaker, so I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I've heard people refer to young women as girls, and even my girlfriend did that multiple times. There's this girl in my class, I know this girl who blah blah blah. I tried to apologize and told her that she was an amazing and smart woman, but still she didn't accept my apology and said that my compliment wasn't genuine anymore. I think OP's not the jerk here, and honestly I hate that line of thinking, where because you stepped on a landmine that you didn't know was there, all of a sudden your compliment doesn't mean anything and it's not genuine, so it doesn't count. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with her notion of not being comfortable or being happy being called girl, but I don't think it's ever justified to flip out at somebody who very honestly didn't even mean to put them down and wasn't even saying anything that was meant to be a put down. She might feel it's condescending, but you never meant it to be. If anything, I feel like they should have said, thank you, I appreciate that, but also I don't really like the term girl. And both sides, I think, would have been more than happy. Our next story is from 3throw5w6oa. Am I the jerk for refusing my wife water? I know the title sounds bad, but hear me out. My wife, 29-year-old female, had a strange preference in water. She always drinks unflavored seltzer water, but instead of just drinking it normally, she opens the can first and then waits for all the bubbles to fizz out before drinking any of them. It's just such a waste since she's essentially drinking regular water at this point, but for such a higher price. My wife always argues that it just tastes fresher and crisper after being left out opened. I normally do the grocery shopping, and last week when I went, I did not buy any seltzer. When I got home, my wife asked where the seltzer was, she'd added it to the shopping list. When I explained that I hadn't bought any, she immediately went red in the face but didn't really say anything. Later that day, I went to the gym and when I got back, our kitchen was decked out with seltzer cans. I could barely open the pantry because there were so many packs of seltzer. There were at least 25 boxes worth. My wife smugly told me that she had taken several trips to the grocery store because one trip wasn't enough to fit all the seltzer in her car now that she knew I was trying to cut her off. She told her family about this and they're all calling me a jerk saying I'm depriving my wife of a basic need. I'm gonna say both sides are jerks here and this seems like a very unhealthy relationship. I think just about everybody has their own personal quirks as far as what they like to eat or drink. I can't say I tried her technique, it might taste different. But the fact of the matter is, she really likes it. It's literally her preference, so for you to go and say, oh that's a waste, I'm not buying that, unless it's literally breaking the bank, I think that alone is a huge jerk move and very controlling and very unhealthy. Now, for her to go out and just blast the pantry full of cans, that's also a jerk move and a bit overreactive and a bit unhealthy. And overall, I think there just needs to be some kind of common ground communication discussed here. This next story is from Content Profession 63. Am I the jerk for refusing to buy my fiance a gaming laptop for a few grand after he told me to find a real job? My fiance, male 37, and I, female 30, have started living together six months ago. I own a house and he moved in with me. I run an online business from home, which allows me to live rather comfortably. A month after moving in, he quit his job saying how much he hated it and that he's going to try and do Twitch streaming for a living. I'm all for following your passion. So I was supportive, although surprised at the turn of events. I'm in a financial position to support us both, but it felt off. Anyway, nothing happened with his Twitch channel. Sure, he's gaming all day, but hasn't bothered to even try and create an account. He just games for pleasure. It's been seven months. I've had conversations with him suggesting he finds work, but he keeps telling me that I'm unsupportive and he needs time. He wanted us to buy a bigger house together, but I said that I'm fine with my current one, and that since he doesn't have a job, I don't want to get a mortgage and be left with paying everything. And he told me if I found a real job, maybe I wouldn't have financial problems. We had a massive argument that night. Now he's been hinting at needing a new gaming laptop, which costs a few grand. And I've been ignoring it, so he asked outright for me to buy it for his birthday. 
I told him no, that my fake job doesn't cover new laptops. And he got really pissed at me, telling me I'm selfish and ruining his career. Granted, I can't afford to buy it, but he really hurt me saying my business is not a real job, despite me working my butt off. Am I the jerk for not buying him a new laptop? I think OP's not the jerk here, and I think this guy is just doing the runaround. I mean, this guy has not put any time into trying to create a roadmap for improving their streaming setup. A good gaming laptop's great, but they haven't talked about, you know, a webcam, a microphone, maybe a green screen. If they haven't even created a channel, that's like the bare minimum, you know? Like what? I also really love the idea of doing gaming streaming, but man, is it such a hard thing to actually like dive into? To me, there's something about game streaming where it's like, if I don't do it at least three plus times a week for a good amount of hours at a consistent time in the week, like basically make it a consistent part-time or maybe even full-time if you go full-on in job, it feels like it would be pretty hard to cultivate an audience otherwise. Honestly, I think if OP sticks around with this guy, they gotta start setting some, like, actual metrics. It shouldn't be OP's job to babysit them, but, like, they should have a channel, they should actually have streamed for X amount of hours, they should actually have gotten, you know, a follower, like, let's start seeing some actual progress from this guy before you go buy him a gaming laptop. This next story is from Catgirl349. Am I the jerk for telling my dad he needs to control his other daughters better or I'll move in with another family member? So I, female, 15, have been living with my dad, male, 36, full time after my mom passed away almost a year ago. He's married to my stepmom, female, 34, and has two daughters with her, female, 8. My little sisters are the classic little sisters who want to be like their big sister. They're also very nosy and constantly touching stuff in my room. It can be pretty annoying. Yesterday, I was at my grandparents' on my mom's side for most of the day. I came home to see a snow globe broken on the floor in my room. Context, all my snow globes are on the top shelf of my bookshelf, which I can reach, but not without a chair to make sure I'm careful and not break anything. So, two eight-year-olds can't reach it properly. I noticed it was one of my mom's snow globes that she had had since high school and gave to me when I was a kid. I almost started crying when I saw it broke. I ran downstairs to my dad and stepmom, asking why one of my snow globes was broken on the ground in my room. My sisters admitted to climbing the bookshelf, trying to play with my snow globes. I was so upset, I lost it and told my dad and stepmom they need to teach them to not mess with my things. My stepmom tried saying, it's just a snow globe and I need to relax. I told her it was one of my moms from when she was young and that her daughter should have waited until I got home. I would have gladly have gotten my snow globes for them to play with for a little bit, but instead, they had to be impatient and now one that was very special to me is broken. My dad's head was down. I then said, Dad, honestly, I'm very tired of them constantly messing with my stuff. They know not to do this, but they still do it. I've been very patient, but if this keeps happening, I might have to move in with my grandparents or something. Before my dad could say anything, my stepmom said I'm taking things too far and I'm acting like a brat. My dad later apologized and said he'll try to work on having the girls go in my room and mess with his stuff whenever they please. I could tell he was upset by what I said. My stepmom keeps acting like I'm the bad person in the situation. I don't want stuff like this to keep happening, otherwise I would rather want to live with my grandparents. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk. Everybody deserves the right for their stuff to be respected. 
And honestly, I feel bad for OP and I feel bad for the dad because I'm not gonna lie, it seems like the stepmom is very controlling, very bold, very brash, very opinionated, and biased. Somebody at some point needs to hold the kids accountable or else they're going to just grow up totally spoiled and totally rotten. If they're not already there, they're probably reaching the point of no return. Our next story is from Snoot Oot. Am I the jerk for having a vegetarian menu at my wedding? Me, 30-year-old female, and my partner, 30-year-old male, are getting married next September and are in the early stages of planning. We've been vegetarian for a while now and would like to incorporate this into our days so we can eat everything on offer. We met with caterers yesterday and created a menu that includes loads of delicious food that we love and will enjoy. Nothing unusual and have two choices for each course. My family especially seems outraged at the prospect of no meat being included and are arguing that we need to think about what our guests want. I feel like I've lived on sides at restaurants many times and I should be allowed to have one day where I can eat food I enjoy and others can too. I've said that people can have a bacon sarnie before the wedding if it's that big of a deal and it won't harm anyone to go for one meal without meat. I feel like I'm going to be arguing about this with my family for the next 12 months. Am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk here. I think everybody has the right to have a wedding that they see fit. And in my opinion, all these people that are showing up should just be grateful that they're getting served food. And honestly, it does annoy me that they're so close-minded that they're not even willing to entertain the idea of eating a vegetarian course. I'm personally not a vegetarian. I do eat a lot of meat, but I would love to take a try at this vegetarian menu at this wedding. I see no issue with that. They're probably just upset because their only concept of vegetarian is wilted lettuce and broccoli with a dollop of blue cheese dressing. Our next story is from Throwaway Little Boy 22. Am I the jerk for calling an intern at my husband's work a little boy? I'm a 32-year-old female. My husband, 38-year-old male, is high enough in the company that he works at that he has his own secretary and staff. It's common for me to show up at the office to drop stuff off or go get lunch with him. Recently, I've noticed a new intern, Jack, 22-year-old male. I personally think he doesn't like me, but that didn't bother me until today. I went to go drop off some papers for my husband today. It was supposed to be a quick in and out. I have his schedule, so I knew he wasn't in a meeting or anything. In fact, it was his hour lunch break. So I go up to the secretary desk and Jack's sitting there. No big deal, I bet he was being trained or just covering for today. I tell him I have some papers to drop off that he left at home. Jack looks at me and says he can take them. I tell him I have to give them to my husband personally since they're important. He tells me no. I give him a look and say it's his lunch break, he's not busy. Jack then tells me to sit down, girl. I was shocked and asked what he said. Same thing, sit down, girl. My temper is thin at this point and I called him a little boy that thinks he has power since he's sitting at the front desk when he isn't even a full-time employee. He looked shocked and got all red. I then go in the back, knock on the office door, and there my husband is doing nothing. I leave and Jack wasn't looking at me. I told the story to my friend and she told me he was just doing his job and I was a jerk. So am I the jerk? I don't want to bring it up to my husband. He can get protective at times. I think OP's definitely not the jerk and I sure hope Jack was being trained because they did an awful job. What person working a front desk or a secretary desk says, sit down girl? This isn't some child walking up to their angry principal's desk. 
Jack seems super full of himself. Our next story is from Divide and Conqueror. Am I the jerk for not making my kids do chores with my stepdaughter? When my wife and I got engaged, we agreed we needed consistent rules for our household for all three kids. My 11-year-old female and 6-year-old male, and her 9-year-old female. We each changed some of our rules to create a fair compromise. Most of my rules were stricter than hers, so many of my rules got chucked and some stuff was added to hers. We were in full agreement when we all moved in together. One rule it was hard for my stepdaughter to adjust to was chores. My kids have been doing them most of their lives. They clean their own rooms and work together to clean their shared bathroom. They help cook dinner, and they each have one night a week where they have to sweep and take out the trash. My kids complain to me that stepdaughter hates cleaning the bathroom and always cleans really slow, forcing my kids to either do most of the work or be in there forever. I decided that was unfair. I told my daughter she was responsible for cleaning the toilet and tub. My son's responsible for the floor. Stepdaughter has to do the sink and mirror. Once they finish their tasks, they can leave even if she isn't done. Since stepdaughter is a procrastinator, often they're done before she even begins. They'll rush in, clean, and then rush out to do their rooms while she takes her time putting her shoes away and unpacking her book bag. Often they're completely done with their chores by the time she's finished one. Stepdaughter is really upset with this. She says it's unfair. Last night she started bawling because she didn't finish her chores and got no dessert. The agreed upon consequence. My wife says we're being unfair and I should make the kids go back to cleaning the bathroom together so they can teach her and she can improve. But she knows how to wipe down a sink basin and a mirror, she just doesn't want to. I feel like forcing the kids to work together punishes my kids needlessly. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. I think it's pretty clear that OP's stepdaughter is just not used to doing the chores. They're not hustling, they're not motivated, probably when wiping the mirror, circling around slowly, slowly wiping the sink off. And let's be real, how many kids does it take to clean a mirror and a sink? To force those kids to stick around is just making them essentially sit there and play moral support. And honestly, that's just not fair to anybody else that went in there, hustled, and got their stuff done. I think you just keep going with these chores, and at some point they'll learn to just get in, get it done, and you'll be happy. In fact, them crying about it like this, and you giving in any kind of concession like forcing the kids to stick around, I think that only stands to encourage them to act out more and complain more. This next story is from Just a Nobody 80 Am I the jerk for dropping my sibling off at my mom's date? For my whole life, I, 20, always have been the live-in babysitter for my mom. I thought that once I moved out, I would no longer have to babysit my sibling, 6, 8, and 10 anymore, but boy was I wrong. As soon as I turned 18, I had gotten married and moved out. I know you all are going to judge me for that, but I'm happy with my husband. My husband doesn't mind having my younger siblings over, as he loves children, but it's gotten absolutely ridiculous. My mom doesn't even ask me before she drops off my siblings. She'll literally just drop my siblings off at my door and leave. She's even done it at our date nights. It's unfair to me and my husband, even though my husband's been accepting this with grace and is really good with my siblings. I'm actually pregnant myself and have been feeling the typical pregnancy symptoms, so my husband's been picking up more of the load of watching them when they are over. I've told my mom many times to stop doing this as my husband and I have a life of our own and don't want to be watching your children all the time and to at least let us know before dropping them off. Recently, my mom did this again. 
and I wasn't having it. I called my mom after she dropped my siblings off and found out where she went, which was on a date at a restaurant, and went there with my siblings. I found where my mom was seated, went up to her with my siblings following me, and said, Hey mom, I have a few errands to run, so I decided to drop them off with you, and left while my mom was in the middle of objecting. My mom was pissed and ringed my phone down. I didn't answer until the next day. When I did, I got an earful with her telling me that she raised me and went through months of pregnancy. The least I could do is watch my siblings when she needs time off. I told her that she didn't even ask me to watch them and that I can't accept her dropping them off at my place without even asking me if I'm even available to watch them. She said that we're family and that I'm supposed to look after them because I'm their older sister and that I embarrassed her in front of a guy that she really liked. My husband does feel bad at what I did and feels like there were better ways to deal with my mom than the way I did. Do you all think I was in the wrong here? I definitely think OP was not in the wrong here. I honestly am very surprised that OP and their husband have been this accepting of this for so long. Maybe it's because OP's just kind of grown up with it so they're really used to that kind of a situation. But like having moved out, married, pregnant, having your own life... I'm sorry, but I would be livid if my parents kept dropping off my 6, 8, and 10-year-old siblings willy-nilly whenever they wanted without any kind of warning ahead of time, too. Shoot, I think I'd feel the same way even if it was just one dog that they were dropping off every once in a while. And dogs are way easier to take care of than 6, 8, and 10-year-old kids, and I adore dogs. Our next story is from NewU2054. Am I the jerk for telling my boyfriend to stop moaning and stop being a baby when he kept complaining about being handed a baby to entertain at my brother's house? Boyfriend and I are both 18. I was going to see my brother to talk to him about some family stuff. My boyfriend was with me, so he came along. My brother and sister-in-law just had triplets, and they also have an 18-month-old, so four babies in the house. They need all the help they can get. Once I went to talk to my brother, apparently my sister-in-law handed one of the babies over to my boyfriend, told him to keep walking with her in his arms until she falls asleep. My boyfriend did that, but when we went back, he kept on complaining about the fact that my sister-in-law didn't ask him to do it. She assumed it and just put him in a position which he couldn't refuse. He could always refuse, but he considered it to be rude, so he didn't refuse. I told him, whatever, don't come again then and he accused me of dismissing his feelings and concerns. I told him that if you unexpectedly visit a family with four babies, you can't expect hospitality, and you're gonna have to help entertain a baby, that's life. He said I'm being dismissive about it. I told him to stop moaning and stop being a child. He accused me of being a jerk. I'm gonna be honest, I think OP is a jerk, and if I was in the boyfriend's shoes here, I would feel pretty disheartened. I think OP needs to identify that the boyfriend is kind of venting about how they're feeling. And if you're being honest about something and saying, oh, this kind of frustrated me when they just handed their baby off, and all you get in reply is, oh, stop moaning, don't come again then, how are you supposed to feel? OP's obviously got that just get over it mindset, but the boyfriend's looking for a bit of reassurance. And I think OP could have even have communicated how they feel without being blunt and a total jerk about it. OP very easily could have said something like, I'm sorry, if I want to go over there again, you don't have to come along. And maybe something like, just try and kick back and relax now. This next story is from Swimming Exchange 448. 
Am I the jerk for calling out my sister for breastfeeding at my wedding? I'm 34-year-old male. My sister gave birth two months ago. She brought the baby to mine and my wife's, 23-year-old female's, wedding. She breastfeeds wherever she goes. We visit her house, she'll breastfeed in front of us. Visiting our parents, she'll breastfeed. Going out in a public setting, she'll sit on a bench on the park and breastfeed. Go out to a restaurant, she breastfeeds. Everywhere. I've never spoken about it because I know she'll get mad and offended, but when she did that on my wedding, I lost my cool. During the reception dinner, she just did it again. I kindly approached her and asked her why she didn't bring formula or at least bump milk out and put it in the bottle so she wouldn't have to do all this at that moment. She said, because I have to. I feel comfortable breastfeeding. Getting milk out on my own is more painful. I said she could just make this sacrifice and compromise for one day instead of doing this in front of 250 guests on my wedding. She then said she can't do much about it now because the baby has to have her milk. I told her she should be more thoughtful of that then instead of completely embarrassing herself and us by doing this. I told my wife what the deal was and she said I'm a jerk and should immediately apologize to my sister. My parents also sided with my sister and now pretty much everyone thinks I'm a jerk since I'm the only person who had a problem with it. The only reason I decided to call her out is because I considered it a bad etiquette and tacky to do that at a formal event and that she could have just found another solution for that night. Am I the jerk? I think OP is unequivocally the jerk here. There is literally no more natural a process than breastfeeding and I think it's a very specifically personal thing for people to be upset about a mother breastfeeding their kid, especially if they're courteous enough to cover up while it's happening. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories like our next story from Fun Calligrapher 330 Am I the jerk for defending my fiancé when my sister yelled at her for wearing perfume around her infant baby? My sister has an attitude that everyone should cater to her the entire time. She doesn't know what boundaries mean and just ignores any complaint we'll make regarding her behavior. Whenever she visits me and my fiancé or our parents, she'll just dump her kids to everyone else and sit around with no responsibility. One time, she was mad that my fiancé couldn't babysit for her kids because my sister wanted to go to a bachelorette party. But it was also my fiancé's birthday, so she of course didn't want to stay inside watching someone else's kids on her birthday. Now, my sister gave birth to another baby. The baby's a month and a half old. On Saturday, we had to attend my cousin's wedding. My fiancé wore her usual perfume. At the reception, my sister tried to dump the baby on my fiancé again, but she didn't do so because she smelled my fiancé's perfume. She then got mad that my fiancé wore perfume and said something like, You knew you'd be around a baby and you're wearing heavy perfume like that? My fiancé told her it's a wedding. She's allowed to wear perfume. She then noticed that my fiancé also has a body glitter lotion on and my sister got even more mad. She called my fiancé insensitive for wearing perfume and body glitter, knowing she'd have to interact with the baby at some point. I told my sister that maybe she should stop trying to dump her kids onto other people, in this case my fiancé, and if other people's scents and lotions bother her so much, she should care for her own kids for once. My parents called me insensitive for saying that to my sister, and how being a mom's not easy, and I was really hard on her. 
They also said that I'm the jerk for defending my fiance like that just for wearing perfume and lotion and how it's not that difficult to skip perfume and lotion so you can help someone else when they need to and they called us disrespectful to my sister's needs and the baby. Our next story is from Notart7855. Am I the jerk for giving my wedding photographer a bad review? I got married two months ago, was a moderate affair, open bar, nice dress, no kids at a slightly more upscale place than I would have liked, but I guess you only live once. We hired a photographer through a company, a mid-sized place that assigned you an employee. We met with her a few times to go over expectations, venues, etc. No red flags, nothing weird. Day of the wedding, she shows up in a sheer white blouse with lace, completely see-through, with no bra. I noticed, my husband noticed, everyone noticed. I and most of my guests just spent the evening trying to look away. All through the reception, I could overhear people talking about it or joking about it. My husband and I had a good laugh about it after everything was done. Just sort of a, what the freak was that? Did that really happen? I guess every wedding needs a weird story. At least mine didn't involve a guest. A couple of weeks ago, we got the photo package. It was good and in line with what we paid for. Two days later, I get one of those automatic emails for a survey asking how they did. Overall, I rated them well, and even rated the photographer well, except for the professional category. I gave a 3 out of 5 in the box and filled in that I felt her clothing could be more professional. A manager called me for more clarity. I explained the outfit and said it wasn't a big deal but wasn't really situationally appropriate. The manager didn't say much but sounded serious and thanked me for informing them. End of story, right? Well, nope. On the weekend, the photographer girl shows up drunk on my lawn wearing three bras and starts screaming at my house. Long story short, she was let go from her job and felt that I was the jerk to blame. Eventually, we had to call the police to have her removed. People I know are torn, some think it was funny and I should let it go. Others think it deserved to be called out. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here because the bottom line is the survey is asking for how OP felt. Not only did they wear something that was weirdly see-through, but it was also a white blouse. Like from start to finish, their whole outfit showed a complete lack of respect for what kind of venue it was and for the people they're taking photos for. It's not OP's fault that them sharing their legitimately not so great experience got this person fired. Our next story is from Psychological Ebb 941 Am I the jerk for telling a lady on the bus to shut up? Today I went out with some friends. There was 35 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Fahrenheit outside. I hate any temperature that goes above 30. I got on the bus and at the next stop, a lady sat down next to me, even though there were plenty of other seats empty without anyone next to you. So that got me a little annoyed, but okay. After five minutes, she receives a phone call and doesn't bother to speak somewhat silently. Pretty sure everyone on the bus heard her. I was getting pretty pissed, but I put on my headphone. When she finishes the phone call, she tries to talk to me. I ignore her, but she keeps going, and eventually she pokes me, and at that point, I was mad. I take off my headphones and say, Lady, you've been talking non-stop, and I'm pretty sick and tired of this, so would you do me the favor of shutting the freak up? She then tells me I'm an uneducated jerk and gets off at the next station. So, Reddit, am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk. Maybe they could have said something about they just don't want to talk. But to me, I think there's no expectation to ever do that, and she should have gotten the memo when she had to go and poke them for OP to even acknowledge her. 
I'm not gonna lie, if I was in OP situation and I sat down by the window, and it was also as hot as it was outside, and somebody chooses to ignore all the open seats and plops down next to me, you know, putting their human generator heat right next to me, I would be silently fuming. If anything, saying that to her, and then her immediately getting off the bus at the next stop, was like mission success to me. Our next story is from Disaster Daughter. Am I the jerk for not opening the door for the cops when I was babysitting? I'm a college student making some extra money babysitting this summer. I was staying at this family's house in a different neighborhood I wasn't familiar with, but their four-year-old and six-year-old for an evening. I was getting them ready for bed, and I heard shots. I told the kids that it must be fireworks. I just got them in bed on the side of the house that wasn't near the street and sat quietly in their room for a bit until they were asleep. I heard some knocking on the door, and I didn't move even when the guy called out that it was the police and wanted to talk. Now, to some of y'all, that might seem weird, especially if you have police forces that are trustworthy, but I grew up in a country where the police were outwardly aggressive and dangerous to bring around. Calling the police on any kind of crime against a woman was a surefire way to get a second crime done that night. So I was taught early by my mom to never call police, just go to sleep. If they come around, you didn't see or hear crap. You were sleeping. My family moved to America when I was 13 and learned that while the police in our area pretend like there's a more formal, safe organization, they're no different than the ones back home. Even worse, because at least at home, everyone knows they're corrupt and won't tell them anything or help them with anything. But here, some people believe the air of respectability they put on and aid them. It's a rougher area I'm living in, and I can say for certain that I've never seen a cop protect or serve the community. So for me, it was the most obvious thing ever that you don't come to the door if the cops knock. Like, that's just generally accepted in the places I've lived as the stupidest crap you can do. I found out when the parents came home that that's not universal. They live in a rich neighborhood, and I guess they do actually feel protected and safe with their police. But I didn't know that, so when the mom came in and asked what was going on on the street, I said I don't know, I didn't see anything. She said I must have noticed all the sirens and lights, and I said, yeah, I saw there were cops around. One knocked. I don't know what it's about. She asked me what he had to say. And I said like it was the most obvious thing in the world. I don't know, I didn't come to the door. She got angry and asked why I wouldn't go see what was happening and talk to the officer. I was honestly incredulous. To me, it was obvious. I didn't explain myself well since I was so incredulous and said, Why would I? In a what-the-heck-are-you-thinking kind of tone. She said I should leave and that she didn't want me watching her kids again. I had to argue with her just to get paid. But she eventually did, but tipped like crap. Am I the jerk for not opening the door and not asking questions when I was babysitting and the police came around? I think personally that OP isn't the jerk here. I think OP's scared in that moment. As far as OP's concerned and everywhere OP's been, they believe that they cannot trust the police whatsoever. So imagine you're in this house with this four and six year old kid. Somebody's knocking on that door and you believe that no matter what, the person on the other side of that door you cannot trust whatsoever. Are you ever actually going to go open that door? I don't think so. This next story is from Affectionate Wait 385 Am I the jerk for telling my former brother-in-law that my sister's money for their child is nothing to do with him? I lost my sister Mia to cancer 11 years ago. She left behind her son Kai who was 4 and her daughter Ella who was 3. My sister was married to Luke. 
but when she became ill, she had turned to me and the rest of her family for help with her kids' inheritance. She asked that we buy her out of her share of the business our grandparents left us many years ago so she could leave her kids money. We did just that and it allowed her to leave a sizable sum for both kids. It's enough to cover college for both and leave them with money for something else, or they could buy a house each. My sister just wanted them to have something real that could be there for them when she couldn't be. She ended up leaving me in charge of the accounts for the kids. Luke met his current wife two years after my sister died and married her within six months and added five more kids over the following three years. They've struggled over the years. One of his stepchildren has physical health issues, another has special needs and requires a lot of therapies. Money's often tight. We've been made aware of this by him over the years. He didn't know about the money until he actually read the letter my sister left for him, which informed him of the existence of the money. Ever since he learned of it 18 months ago, he has been determined to get his hands on it. He's accused me of letting my nephew and niece starve when I could have dipped into the account, which I can't and which I didn't. They never starved. He said I was dividing his family and so on. He told me that the money needs to be split seven ways. That Mia was selfish to keep the money from his reach so he couldn't use it on all his kids. That it was selfish of her to come between his family after she died since he'd been a loyal husband to her. One of his stepchildren ended up missing out on an opportunity due to a lack of money. He tried to get my niece and nephew to ask me for money for their step-sibling to do it, but the kids said in front of him that they wanted to keep the money in the account, which angered him. He told me that I didn't have the right to do this, that his kids' money should be accessible by him, their father. I told him that the money my sister left for their children is nothing to do with him, that my sister made it so, and he needed to act like it doesn't exist since it doesn't for anyone but my nephew and niece. Let's just say he wasn't happy. Am I the jerk for what I said? Money, and especially inheritance money, just brings out the worst in people. I think OP's not the jerk, and it's pretty clear that this guy sees a wealth of money sitting in an account and feels like they might be able to get their fingers all over that, try to will their way into somehow being owed these thousands of dollars. They can try as they might, but if it was set up properly, there's no way they can get their hands on that money. It's also crazy to think that his new kids with his new wife would ever somehow be connected to being owed any of that money. Our next story is from Dice's1433. Am I the jerk for refusing to let my boyfriend have my bank account info to make a purchase? I, female 31, have been with my boyfriend, male 37, for 8 months. He has 3 kids and is a single dad. We're on pretty good terms regarding almost everything. When it comes to money and spending, we take turns to invite each other out weekly. We don't live together, obviously. Several times, he's had me pay for his kids' purchases. I didn't make a big issue out of it for the sole reason that those purchases were relatively small. All I had to pay was $30 to $60. The other day, he called me while I was at work and sounded like he was in a hurry. He said he just found the gaming device he's been looking for for so long and wanted to buy it for his oldest son. I asked what this has to do with me and he told me he was short on money and needed $300. He asked me to lend him the $300 and I hesitated but agreed. He asked for my bank account info so he could pull the money, but I refused and told him to wait for me till I got there. He insisted and said he'd handle it. All I had to do was send him my bank account info after I end the call with him. 
His insistence made me uncomfortable, so I still said no and told him to either wait or I won't pay. He got mad at me, saying he didn't get why I was acting like this. He got so loud, I had to hang up. I found him sitting outside after I went home. He was waiting for me and was extremely upset. He asked why I didn't just send him the account info so he could pull the money we agreed on. I told him I just don't feel comfortable letting anyone have my personal info, especially when it comes to finances. He got offended and said, I'm not just anyone, I'm your freaking partner. Then went on a rant about how he ended up not paying the gaming device after looking for it for so long and now his kid's mad at him and it's my fault. We had a fight, then he left and told me I'd better have an apology for him and his son the next time I call his phone. I haven't called yet, but I feel like I acted stupidly and irrationally. I think I should have just given him the info he asked for. I don't know if I made the right decision. I think OP is definitely not the jerk here, and it's kind of sad to see that in the end OP's starting to lean towards feeling self-conscious and if they were a jerk. Giving up your bank info is a very serious thing, and not something you should just throw around because it's not like a credit card. You know, if there's a false charge or something you didn't approve on a credit card done, you can reverse that and get your money back. If it's in your bank account, it gets a little bit harder. Our next story is from Perfectly Worthless 99. Am I the jerk for warning my friend that the guy she's dating has a fetish for Asian chicks? I have these two friends who recently started dating, Mark and Alexis. Mark is a white guy and Alexis is Korean. I'm black, but that's not really relevant. I'm in separate friend groups with both of them. In my group with Mark, it's mostly guys, so we of course speak differently. One of the things the group gives Mark crap for is that he has a thing for Asian chicks but it's mostly Japanese culture. It's the kind of thing we joke him about, but it's actually very weird. He said multiple times that he wants to go to Japan and find himself a traditional Japanese wife. He has hiragana tattoos, is obsessed with Karen Fukuhara, is just really into crap like that. When he told us that he was dating a new girl, I assumed it would be an Asian girl, but I didn't know it would be Alexis. Because I'm also close with Alexis, I felt like it would be a good move to at least warn her. I feel that a small mistake I made was warning her kind of publicly. I'll admit fault there, but the topic of Mark was up and I just kind of said it. I said I'd be careful about him because he has a certain thing for Asian girls. I told her that Mark was a good guy, but he just has a weird interest in Asian women. She kind of wrote it off to me, but then apparently she told him what I said. He was pissed at me. He said that what I told her was incredibly inappropriate and that I was just jealous that he's with her and I'm not. Alexis is also mad at me for trying to stick my nose in her relationship and trying to embarrass her in front of the rest of our friends. I feel like this is really unfair as I would appreciate it if someone told me that a girl I was seeing had a fetish for black men. Am I the jerk? I don't think you would be the jerk for warning somebody over weird behavior. Could it have been handled better? Probably. Should it have been private? Again, probably. But I don't think you could ever be the jerk for giving a heads up to a friend about somebody who they're seeing, who you've already seen some weird, bothersome, concerning, or maybe even just downright creepy behavior from. This next story is from National Bid 9571 Am I the jerk for telling my husband's ex-wife to get over herself at her demands my stepdaughter have her own room? I'm a widow who from my previous marriage has two daughters, a 15-year-old and a 9-year-old. I remarried two years ago to a divorcee who has a 10-year-old daughter after dating him for four years. We met through our younger girls both doing swimming. 
this isn't a case of me splitting him up from his ex-wife, as I know some will likely ask that. Things with his ex-wife have been cordial, though not particularly warm. He moved into my house, and I converted my office into a bedroom for her when she visited, so she'd have her own room and set up an office space in our bedroom instead. My daughters love their stepsister, and treat her just like another sister. My youngest and her especially get on, as they're already friends. I recently got offered a promotion, which would mean we need to move to the city, which is more expensive. We'll be selling the current home to fund this, but based on our current savings, and the money we'd get from the sale, the only houses in our price range are three bedrooms. Not ideal, but we can make it work. The plan was for me and my husband to share one room, my oldest daughter to have her own room, and my youngest daughter to share a room with her stepsister. They'd also get one of the larger rooms. When his ex-wife was dropping her off, we filled her in on the plans and the properties we'd been looking at to keep her up to date. After all, her kid will be staying with us, sometimes she has a right to be kept informed of this matter, but she did not like the fact that her daughter would have to share a room, as she had never done that before. I tried to assure her that it would be fine, that the girls got along well and they'd have a larger room to prevent squabbling over space. She was still not happy about this and told me that if anything, my daughter should share and leave a room free for her daughter. I told her my teenage daughter wasn't going to share a room with her little sister and leave a room free for whenever my stepdaughter came to stay, that my daughters will be the one living in the house full time, so they need their own space. My husband added here that that wasn't really a fair request and at least the two younger are friends. She insists we should get a mortgage to pay for a bigger place if our savings and the sale can't give us enough money to buy somewhere big enough. Now this could be an option, but neither of us are keen on starting out with debt, and I personally feel that that is none of her business. We fought more until I finally told her to get over herself, that it wasn't like I was making her daughter sleep on the couch or putting her in with a much older kid or one that her daughter couldn't stand. That to the younger kids, it would be just like a sleepover. Heck, even with their own rooms, they sometimes do this. Maybe I'm the jerk for snapping, but I just reacted at her continual pushing. My husband understands why I did this, but says I maybe went too hard, too fast. I hate that I may make things more awkward in the future through this. I think OP's not the jerk. I think the solution that they've got here seems to work pretty well. I think the kids get along well, I think it seems like they're gonna mesh well sharing a big room together. And frankly, I don't think anybody enjoys that constant pushing and bickering. So I don't really blame them for snapping. And our final story of the days from an anonymous poster, am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my husband's family to go on vacation with us and then leaving without him? I'm a 45 year old female, I share four beautiful children. 23, 20, 17, and 14, with my husband, 49-year-old male. We've been together for nearly 30 years and married for 24. We always take a big family vacation every summer. Due to COVID, that was put on a hiatus. Usually he pays for his parents and vice versa. Together we pay for our children. One of his brothers needed help, so my husband decided to cover him and his family. My husband retired a couple years ago. We've always had separate accounts and a joint account. He's always been an avid hunter and fisherman. We're not rich, but we do live comfortably. I managed our finances to get us to this point. Now, when he retired, he started managing his money because I didn't agree with his irrational purchases. He recently invested a large portion of his savings into a large hunting tract, citing it was a steal that he couldn't turn down. Mind you, we live in a large property where the hunting game is in abundance. 
I didn't understand the need to buy more acreage. Maybe it's a hunting thing. If there's any hunters on here, please let me know. I reminded him that our trip was coming up and that he should have waited to make the purchase, since to cover his brother and his family of six, plus his parents, would be expensive. He assured me that he had it covered. I come home to a pretty boat in our driveway. I don't know a thing about boats, but all I saw was money. My husband receives a nice pension each month, but a percentage of it goes to our joint account and the rest to his savings. I calculated the land and finally learning about the price of the boat, I knew he couldn't possibly have enough to cover the trip, which included our kids as well. So I asked him about how he was planning on paying. He said he had it covered. Time rolls around for us to book everything. He mentions that he noticed I had a significant amount of money in my personal account and was wondering if I could pay for the entire trip and he would pay me back his half. I told him no. He was aware of this trip and ignored it. My husband hates owing anybody and therefore he would find a reason why he shouldn't have to pay me back, which is a con artist move to me. I proposed he sign an agreement to repay me with interest if he didn't pay me back in a set amount of time. We had a huge argument about it and he ended up leaving. I called and texted, no response. I received nasty texts from mother-in-law, sister-in-law, and his sisters about how I was treating him. Therefore, I booked my family and I. I was even kind enough to purchase his ticket, though I hadn't seen or heard from him in over two weeks. The moment we left for vacation, the harassing calls and texts started. I turned my phone off and enjoyed my vacation. I came home to a nasty letter and his wedding ring, stating that he wouldn't be returning until I apologized to him and his family for how I'd treated them. I'm not apologizing, but I am wondering, am I wrong for not paying and suggesting him pay me back? Am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk, and frankly I feel for OP because it sounds to me like at this point the long con for the husband is to divorce them and try to take like half of OP's money that they still saved up. Although if that were to happen, I'm sure that would get very messy very quickly because the value of all that land they bought, the value of that boat they bought, wherever they're living in if they own a house, all that stuff does come into play as marital assets. So I don't know, as far as OP goes, I feel like this is kind of a lose-lose situation, but I think they're not the jerk. Me and my sisters were pregnant at the same time. She was due in March, had hers April 10th, I was due in May, had mine May 7th. We talked about breastfeeding when we were both pregnant, and we agreed that we both wanted to breastfeed for many reasons. When she had my niece, she decided breastfeeding wasn't for her, and I supported her 100%. I had my son, and breastfeeding was the best option for me. Me and my sister live together, and sometimes she'll take the milk I freeze for my son. At first, I didn't have a problem with it because I had plenty of milk, but she started going overboard with it. She'll take milk that I specifically say not to. I asked her if she wanted me to pump for her, and she said yes, so I started doing that. Since I pump so much because I have to feed two babies, I started producing so much milk that I'm just so sore and overfilled. I try to pump more, but that just makes me produce more and more. I started pumping less and just feeding him directly, and my sister would just come up and get my niece to latch on me as well. Like she will literally take my other boob out and put my niece on it. At first I let her, but then it just started feeling like she thought I was obligated to do it because when I didn't want to, she would get mad. She tried to put my niece on me earlier and I just told her that I didn't want to breastfeed my niece anymore and she should stop because at this point, it's getting weird. She got mad and was like, 
You know how badly I wanted to breastfeed my niece. And breast milk is so much better for a baby. If you loved her, you would do it. Yet again, I told her no. My sister chose not to breastfeed. I chose to do it. I shouldn't have to always feed my niece every couple of hours when I'm trying to give myself a break because my son's on me most of the darn day. I'm starting to feel bad because I do want my niece to be healthy, but shoot, she's a darn baby and she doesn't know the difference between milk and formula. She's getting her nutrition anyways and she's a healthy darn baby. Am I the jerk? Would you guys agree with me that everything that went down in the story was closer than most sisters ever need to have been? The sister actually going to do the physical act of taking OP out and getting the niece to latch onto them. Like almost as if they're taking their baby to the milk gas station and just pulling the nozzle out. I think OP's not the jerk, but this is extremely weird, right? I'm not the odd one out. Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from Relationship Fine 8592 Am I the jerk for making my wife order off the kids menu or share a meal with me? My wife has never been a big eater. That's fine and I don't have a problem with it. What I do have a problem with is that my wife is somehow also a greedy eater. She always prefers a large variety of foods together at a time, just in smaller portions. At home, this is annoying, but it's manageable. When we go out to eat, though, it becomes a nightmare. She will order whatever can get her the most variety of options, ignoring the cost. She'll add sides, appetizers, and desserts to her meal, only to eat one or two bites of each thing she orders. Maybe this would be manageable if she ate leftovers, but she refuses to do so so all the food just ends up going to waste. Most of the time, I find myself ordering small meals and eating what remains of her orders just to try and justify it, but I don't like 90% of what she orders and just want to eat my own darn meal. A week ago, I got incredibly annoyed when she ordered herself a full rack of ribs and an appetizer only to eat like 20% of each. I only ordered a salad so I could finish the rest off but I hated the sauces she chose for the ribs, and most of the appetizer went untouched. As we were leaving, I told her that I'm sick of spending 40 plus dollars on her alone for food that she doesn't end up finishing. I told her that from now on, she can either order two things off the kids menu, or we can work out something we both will enjoy and share. She ignored me and thought I wasn't serious. Well, last time we went out to a wing place. As we sat down, I asked for a kids menu and she got confused. When we started talking and I told her that she either needed to order off the kids menu or share with me, she got quiet and refused to talk to me and started saying that I'm insulting and belittling her. We ended up going out into the parking lot and having a fight before she got an Uber home. She's not talking to me now and this morning I got a call from her dad screaming at me for what I did. I'm having second thoughts now about this. I think OP's not the jerk. I think the wife just has an inability to deal with the reality that they're being extremely wasteful with food. And not just food, but money. And also, think about all the other people that could have eaten that food that they're just taking basically nibbles off of and then dumping. I think if you went on a date and you saw this, I think that would be enough to upset just about anyone. And just because they don't want to deal with it and they're offended and hurt that you find it to be a problem, which it is, doesn't make OP the jerk. This next story is from Jasmine T20. Am I the jerk? I did a bridal photo shoot a week after my brother's wedding, which upset my sister-in-law. I, 25-year-old female, am a hotel receptionist and I do modeling on the side. I did a bridal gown photo shoot three weeks before my brother's wedding, but the ad came yesterday. 
It was for a local boutique, which isn't really big. They have maybe two branches in our region. My brother Simon, 30, got married last week, but they postponed their honeymoon because of his job. So when the ad came out yesterday, my sister-in-law Nancy, 29-year-old female, saw it. A medium-sized LED screen in the shopping center. I also posted some photos on my Instagram account. She called me and asked why I have bridal photos in the city center, and I told her I got an offer to model bridal gowns for this boutique. I then asked her what she thought of my photos. Honestly, I was expecting feedback like, you looked beautiful or the gowns looked good on you, but instead she yelled at me on the phone and accused me of being jealous of her. I was surprised because Nancy and I are really friendly with each other. I didn't expect her to blow up on me like that. She hung up on me and a few minutes later I got a call from her sister, who sounded really upset with me for stealing her sister's thunder. I told her Nancy's wedding was literally seven days ago, so why are they accusing me of stealing her thunder? We got into a verbal altercation, she called me names, I retaliated, and called her names before I hung up. Last night I saw a TikTok video about the whole situation and a lot of Nancy's friends are siding with her. They said I was jealous of the bride, that's why I did the photo shoot. They're also commenting nasty things in my Instagram so I had to turn the comment section off. I asked Simon to talk to his wife, but he wants nothing to do with it. Am I missing something here because, quite frankly, I don't understand why I'm a jerk. I think OP's definitely not the jerk and I'm as stunned as they are. I don't understand what here there is to be jealous about. It's a modeling gig, it's not like OP went and sought this work and was like, please let me model for you because I'm so jealous. The amount of insecurity on display here is insane and... Frankly, I would be very, very upset at Simon for not talking to their wife about this because it is so clearly raging insecurity. Literally none of it is OP's fault in any way. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories like our next one from Appropriate Area 311. Am I the jerk for putting the truck in my name? I'm female 20, and my fiancé is male 23. We bought a 90s car that needed some work. He got it fixed, and he started driving me places in it. When I would ask or showed I wanted to drive it, he got very upset about it. I never got to drive it, but his friends have. We ended up splitting for a minute over it. I recently put a down payment on a 2022 Toyota Tacoma double cab. I went with my uncle to get it, and when I signed for it, I put it in my name and my uncle co-signed for it. When I pulled in with it, he came outside smiling from ear to ear. He hugged me and thanked me for getting him his dream truck. I was trying to explain to him it was mine, but he'd already jumped into it. He had then seen the paperwork laying there and asked if he needed to sign it. Before I could answer, he read whose name it was in. He slowly got out and went in the house. He didn't speak to me for the rest of the night. While he was at work, he texted me and said, It's really disrespectful that you got my dream truck and didn't put it in my name. I'll be staying at my mom's tonight. I didn't respond. Later on, he sent me a picture of a GMC asking if it was pretty. I said, I didn't like GMC, but if he liked it, it's pretty. He said, well, doesn't matter. You got the Toyota. So I just left him on red. He has yet to come home and I'm regretting getting the truck. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. Now, as far as everything goes, I think there's some pretty big red flags being shown here. I'm just saying OP should think carefully about where things are headed because, to me, the fiancé is acting like they're 13, not 23. 
Our next story is from Flaky Damage 3433. Am I the jerk for using a squirt bottle for cats on my nephew? My nephew Michael just finished his sophomore year and is 15 years old. Due to circumstances that I would rather not discuss on Reddit, I am Michael's legal guardian at the moment. The only real issue I've had with Michael is the fight to get him out of bed every morning on time for school. I made him set an alarm on his phone, but he just about always would turn it off and then sleep in. I would try putting ravioli, my cat, on his chest, but Michael would just swatter away. I learned that my sister would oftentimes let Michael lay in until it was 11, then drop him off at school and lie that she had car troubles so it would be an excused late arrival. It took me throwing off his blankets and physically dragging him out of bed by his foot for Michael to get up. I was running late for work one morning and Michael was refusing to get up again. I didn't have time to drag Michael out of bed and I told him this. Michael was not budging so I grabbed a squirt bottle that I used to house train my cats, filled it in the sink, and then squirted Michael with it until he got up. He got out of bed and ran to the bathroom in under 30 seconds. A huge improvement from 10 minutes of playing tug-of-war with Michael, I started to use the spray bottle every morning until he actually started using his alarm and getting up on time. I and Michael were visiting my cousin Lucinda, and Michael made a joke like, I don't want Uncle Sean to spray me again. Lucinda asked for elaboration, then scolded me on the way home, saying that using the squirt bottle was demeaning to Michael and that I'm treating my nephew like an animal. I don't see it that way at all. I simply can't drag him out of bed every morning. If we were both a decade younger, it might have been possible, but Michael's 15 and he's a big kid at that. Plus, now he's getting up on his own. Am I the jerk for using a squirt bottle for cats on Michael? I don't think OP's the jerk for using the squirt bottle for cats. I think if it works, that's great. I think what's more important is how OP treats Michael literally every other moment besides using that squirt bottle. Like, if OP is supportive and loving and caring and does what they can, doesn't abuse or treat Michael bad in any way besides, hey, if you don't get up out of bed, I'm going to spray you with a squirt bottle, I don't see the problem with it, and it actually turned out to be a productive thing. It worked, and Michael was only joking about referring to it, so no harm, no foul. This next story is from throwaway 6478467. Am I the jerk for refusing to make my husband another cup of coffee after he purposely dropped the first one? I'm female, 26. My husband, male, 31, woke up not in the mood this morning and told me to make him a cup of coffee before he went to work. I went and made it with extra sugar, just like how he always likes it. But when I handed it to him and he tasted it, he made a face and said it was too sweet. I told him this is how he usually has it, but he said he wasn't in a good mood today and told me to make another one. Mind you, I was already 20 minutes late for work. I told him no and that he already had one and should just drink it. Next thing I knew, he dropped the cup on the floor purposely and said that he no longer has it and I should go ahead and make another one. I refused and then we had an argument and I just walked out. He texted me a bunch later saying I disrespected him and forced him to not have his daily coffee by acting stubborn and having an attitude, then reminded me of how much work he's picked and how much time and rest he sacrificed in order to help me while I was recovering from the birth of our son and that was just the first week, then I had to get up. He said I owed him and that I should have returned at least one of his many favors instead of deciding to ruin his day. I came home and he's here refusing to even look at me. Am I the jerk? Should I have taken just five minutes to make him another one? I think OP's not the jerk, and to me, this sounds like the kind of thing that 
a marriage 30 years into the marriage is experiencing where the husband's all grumpy and angry at the world complaining about the littlest things like oh you can't just do this one thing for me depending on how the husband is i don't know if you'll ever truly get through to them but man sometimes you just want to tell these kinds of people to just get over perpetuating the not in the mood mornings you woke up and you decided that you're not in the mood so you just choose to be an a-hole to everybody because oh sorry hon i'm having one of my a-hole mornings you're gonna just have to deal with me being a total jerk because i woke up that way and that's just how it's gonna be there's no way i'll ever be able to change that our next story is from ta mother baby three Am I the jerk for telling my mother she shouldn't have brought her new baby in pregnancy at a family dinner after my wife miscarried? The title alone might make me sound like a total jerk, so here's the context. I'm 28-year-old male, happily married to my wife Sarah, 31. We've been together for over 6 years and married for 3 years. My mother Laura, 45, had me pretty early on. She always wanted a big family and has been together with my dad since they were 14. After she had me, she decided to be a stay-at-home mother and in the space of the next 10 years had a total of 7 kids, so I have loads of siblings. She's recently announced that I'm to become a brother again. Me and Sarah have been struggling to conceive for the past 3 years. We really would like to have a kid together and considered surrogacy, but my family kind of talked us out, saying we shouldn't trust our child with some unknown woman. I've suggested that my mother or my sister become our surrogate if they're that worried, but both of them declined, saying that they can't have any more children and won't be able to carry. My sister has five kids. And just to note, I love Sarah regardless if we have a child or not, and I'm willing to adopt, but she really wants us to have our own. Me and Sarah have tried a lot of options, and recently, unfortunately, she had another miscarriage, and this was really upsetting and depressing for both of us. I've shown my support, and my mother, who knew all about our struggles in recent miscarriage, invited us out for dinner at her house yesterday, which Sarah wanted to attend, as she's in a very good relationship with my mother. My entire family was there, and the dinner was going well. Sarah congratulated my mother on her pregnancy, and I thought that will be it. Then my sister announced that she's pregnant again, and basically her and my mother ended up having the baby talk really loudly where my sister was excited to have another brother and my mother wanted to have another grandchild. That was too much for Sarah. So she got up and left in tears and I followed her shortly after. She had to cut off her family because they kept telling her she's not a woman for not being able to have children and is too old and this gets to her too much. After we got home, my mother called me and said Sarah behaved herself very rudely and she's expecting an apology as it ruined the dinner to celebrate life. I got angry and told her that she was completely out of line and inconsiderate for having the baby talk with my sister when she knew Sarah had another miscarriage and her life celebration dinner made things a lot worse for both Sarah and I. I've also said that if she told us what the dinner was, we wouldn't have come. At the end, I was called a jerk for not appreciating another life being born. Am I the jerk? I was a little on the fence on this one until the last couple of lines. Once it was revealed that this was a life celebration dinner and that was never discussed or disclosed up front to somebody who just recently miscarried, OP's definitely not the jerk and both the mom and the sister were totally clueless in this. Just totally out of touch. Our next story is from OK Struggle 3081. 
Am I the jerk for threatening to fire my fiance? I, 35-year-old male, and my fiance, 25-year-old female, work at the same bar together. That's actually how we met, was when she started working there four years ago. I asked her on a date not long after, and we've been together ever since. Currently, my fiance is 33 weeks pregnant. While I understand working and being on her feet is very hard for her, she's just really dropped the ball at work. Ever since she found out that she's pregnant, she's been sleeping in, showing up late, missing shifts, trying to leave early, giving away shifts last minute, and just having a bad attitude towards work in general. Yes, it's difficult for her to work now and she gets tired easily, but I really don't think it excuses her behavior. She's been named in multiple negative reviews and it's been brought up by the owners more than once. Over the weekend, she's been working during brunch and she decided to leave early without being approved to do so. I had to come in to cover her because no one else was available. By the time I got there, multiple tables had walked out from waiting for so long since we were understaffed to begin with. I didn't get home until late since I was scheduled to close anyways and I was furious. I slept on the couch and when she tried to get me to come to bed, I sat her down and told her how she couldn't pull something like that again or she would be fired. She obviously didn't like this and threw a fit, calling me names and crying about how she needs this job. She ended up going to her friend's house for the night. I know she's going through a lot, but I'm just tired of picking up the slack for her at work. So, am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk here, but it's a very messy situation. The elephant in the room is maternity leave sucks in the US in a lot of places, so I'm assuming that's not an option here. The real problem is being your fiance's supervisor. Like, I think by all metrics, this person would have been fired a long time ago for doing half of the stuff they did here. So as a supervisor, I think OP's completely within their right to let a person that's working that quality work go. But man, does it really put some stress on that relationship. What do you guys think? Am I wrong here? Let me know in the comments. This next story is from ThrowRA537477. Am I the jerk here for driving my daughters home in the middle of the vacation after they excluded their stepsister? I know this might sound ridiculous, but let me explain. I, 38-year-old male, have two daughters, Nora, 16, and Lily, 14, from my former marriage. I got married to my current wife who has a daughter, Jenna, 11. Jenna has a disability, she's in a wheelchair. Before I met her mom, her life was pretty much inside the house. She was homeschooled up until I got her in a private school, but she still struggles with socializing due to growing up isolated. My wife didn't want to, but I pushed for Jenna to get therapy, which I hoped would help with her relationship with Nora and Lily. But the girls took their time to get to know her. Yes, they did exclude her from activities, but I had several sit-downs with them in hopes of getting them to understand that Jenna is a normal girl and has so much in common with them, so they shouldn't feel like she's difficult just because of her disability. I thought things were getting better, but days ago, and while we were at a beach resort for four days, Jenna stayed with us while the girls kept going out. During our second day, I saw the girls getting ready to go get ice cream. I asked Jenna if she wanted to join them and she said yes. I asked them to take her with them and they were unsure at first but then took her. An hour later my wife came to me saying that Jenna called her saying the girls left her near one of the benches and told her to wait for 5 minutes till they get ice cream but didn't come back. We went there immediately, found Jenna sitting alone while the girls were eating ice cream and hanging out at a different location. I got so mad at them, especially after they admitted leaving her there. 
I told them the vacation was over for them and had them pack up their stuff and took them home. Both of them were crying and pleading in the car while my wife and Jenna waited at the resort. I dropped the girls off and had my mom stay with them. Then I went back and resumed the vacation. Both girls and their mom were all over me about this. And their mom went on a rant about me favoring my stepdaughter over my biological ones and being a doormat for my wife. The girls were upset, but I explained why I did what I did. Their mom defended them, saying that I shouldn't force them to care for their stepsister and expect them to be her maids and stop their life for her. It got to my former in-laws who are now blaming me for ruining the much-awaited vacation for the girls and acting irrationally. My question is whether I messed up and went too far with my reaction. All I wanted was for them to be upfront and honest and not basically abandon her the way they did. I'm going to say everyone is kind of the jerk here. No doubt when they went to get ice cream and took Jenna with them, it is crazy of them to abandon and kind of set Jenna off to the side while they go eat ice cream elsewhere. But let's be real here, they're both quite a bit older than Jenna. Jenna's 11 years old and the other two are at 14 and 16. Kids with that age gap, I think they already don't often want to hang out with each other. It's also their stepsister. And also with OP forcing it like this, the kids probably just feel like it's a babysitting thing. It's one thing to have them all included in activities together, but I'm not sure the two older kids actually feel the same way about it. That all said, that does not excuse their actions with the ice cream event. Our next story is from Anxious Sprinkles 396 Am I the jerk for walking out of an interview when they would not disclose a salary to me? I'm getting mixed messages about this and a variety of opinions. Last year, I graduated with my degree in computer science. Since then, I worked on a contract for a company that's been fairly okay, but not one I plan on trying to start a career with. Since my contract ends in a month, I've been looking for full-time work. The hardest part about this, though, is fitting all the interviews in. Basically, every application I send in gets responded to, along with a handful of recruiters spamming my LinkedIn. So, I've decided that if they don't tell me in the first 15 minutes of the interview what they're actually paying, I will ask. If they don't tell me in a plain terms, an actual range or number, I'll thank them for their time and leave. Most of the people I've talked to will just answer the question, but I've noticed a few try to dance around it, reply with, money isn't the most important part of a job, or some, we're family and salary isn't important BS. Because of this, out of about a dozen interviews, I've walked away from four this way. To at least justify this, I'm already in talks with a company and basically waiting to hear their offer, so I feel like if they're not going to give me a guess of what I could expect at this point, there's no reason for me to deal with them. Well, yesterday evening, I went up to meet with a local startup. A recruiter reached out to me and I fit every checkbox they needed and had actually built a compiler for the language they were primarily using, Python, so I was their number one candidate. 15 minutes in, they had not talked at all about compensation, so I asked. The interviewer told me that it's bad manner to ask for a salary this early in the process. I just smiled and said that I disagree and that I wasn't going to waste my time entertaining an offer if they could not compete. He tried to argue back that they were a startup and yada yada, so I just did what I did before, stood up, thanked him for his time, and left. Well, the recruiter blew up my phone, asking what the freak I did and who I thought I was. Apparently, the owner of the company was my interviewer. I had no clue. First time I talked to the guy, and he never even mentioned that he was the owner. And he blew up at the recruiter for my behavior. 
The recruiter made a vague post on LinkedIn that was an attack against me but didn't name me. The comments swing from I'm in the right to a total jerk. I told my significant other and they said that I was a jerk. So am I the jerk? I personally feel that OP is not the jerk here. As much as it is important to do things for work that you love, I don't think anybody's kidding anybody if they try to say that it's not about the money. And frankly, if you're putting yourself out here, you're putting your resume out there, and you're trying to get involved with these companies, you don't want to waste too much time and get your hopes up not knowing how much they're even offering to pay you. And I don't think it's a crazy assumption to assume that if they're not giving you that information, they're probably wanting to pay you a pretty crap rate. Our next story is from Kayo Kamikaze. Am I the jerk for making a real-life Pokédex of girls at my university? So freshman year of college, I began working on this project casually. I like to keep notes on women I talk to about their favorite things, activities they enjoy, gifts and candy they like, sappy crap like that. I suck at remembering things like that, so I decided to keep a spreadsheet. Eventually, after getting a handful of entries, I offhandedly mentioned it to my friend group, One had the idea that I share it with them so we could all keep new entries as they caught different entries. So this expanded further. Right now about 40 guys have access to it and it's mainly the guys in my frat and the women featured are girls from different sororities. We also added more information such as like where you should take them if you really want to impress them. We don't keep this information for any nefarious or scumbaggy reasons just to help us know what to do if we want to impress certain girls. Like, the original idea of this was to just keep information like favorite color so I don't forget their favorite colors. Now it's helping a lot of guys. Somehow, a girl who was on the list found out and she was pissed the freak off. She was eventually able to trace it back to me, so I assume someone who was simping for her snitched when the Pokedex wasn't making the girl like him. So she's pissed off, and she made it out to be a guide to hooking up with women, when it's most definitely not that. It's just to make impressing them on dates easier. That's it. She's made a big deal of this, telling so many girls around campus, and now they're all saying that by the start of the fall semester, none of them will be visiting our fraternity or going to our parties. Now all the guys are mad at me, when I'm not even the one who told the girls about the list, and they were also all using the list. I think it's unfair to say that the list was all about sex when it wasn't at all. Am I the jerk? I think OP is more than a jerk. This is one of the creepiest things I've heard about. It's one thing if you're in a relationship with somebody to write down notes like that. But let's be real, Pokédex is a very cutesy name of saying database of women attending this college and all their favorite things so you can get in good with them. And as much as OP says that it's not for nefarious or scumbaggy reasons, I highly, sincerely, and wholeheartedly doubt that all 40 plus guys that were using this database were not using it for scumbaggy reasons. OP can say all that they want that they never use it for sex, but let's be real, every other guy that had access to this probably was. And everything I've said doesn't even touch on the whole creepiness factor of having this database anyways. Would anybody have ever have wanted in the first place to be on this weird Pokédex database of favorite things list? It is frankly creepy and disgusting, and I don't blame any of those girls for avoiding all of them. And our final story of the day is from Throwaway BF's Cousin. Am I the jerk for what I said to my BF's cousin when he said I'm a gold digger? I'm female 23. My boyfriend, Kyle, male 31, is from a very wealthy family. 
I went no contact with my family a few years ago, so I didn't have much financial help these past few years, and I'm still struggling with money. But I have a good job and hopefully things will get better soon. But right now, Kyle helps me a lot and I really appreciate it. When Kyle introduced me to his family, some of them were extremely nice, especially his parents. But some don't like me and think I'm a gold digger. One of them is his cousin Matt, male 33. He's been making rude comments about us from the first day that we met. Last night, I was invited to one of their family gatherings. Matt was also there. He made some comments about how Kyle only got a younger girlfriend because he's rich and I'm after his money. Usually, I don't answer because I don't want to cause drama, but this time I couldn't stop myself. So I told him, Of course you would think like this. With a personality like yours, I don't think any of your girlfriends ever wanted you for anything other than money. Now half of the family hates me and calls me the jerk. Kyle and his parents are on my side, but I got some rude messages from Matt's siblings and parents who called me a jerk. I think OP is not the jerk. I think this is if the shoe fits. You want to needlessly go around and accuse people of being something they're not? Well, OP only went and played the same exact game. Just Matt realizes, hey, it kind of hurts when those things are said, right? Am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law to get lost? Me, 27-year-old female, and my husband Seth, 30-year-old male, have been together for over 5 years. Last week, Seth had to travel out of state to attend his sister's wedding. Unfortunately, I was unable to attend due to work-related issues. Seth was gone for a whole week, and of course I missed him terribly. Seth and I don't get much quality time together due to our stressful work schedules. I was still happy that he got to spend some relaxing time with his family. Yesterday, Seth and I finally got the opportunity to spend a day off together. We decided to go for a cruise downtown in our new car and then go out to eat at our favorite restaurant. Seth posted about our date night plans on social media and the day started off very well until we got to the restaurant. As soon as we got to the parking lot, we see my mother-in-law, 51-year-old female, standing near the entrance. She bolted towards us and gave Seth and I a big hug. She said that she saw our plans on social media and decided to join us. I was already very upset, but I bit my tongue because I didn't want to make a scene in public. I just tried my best to hide the fact that I was not having a good time during dinner. After dinner was over, we all headed out to the parking lot and I said goodbye to my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law said that she would join us back at our place to have some drinks. After she kept insisting that she join us at our house, I finally snapped at her. I said, look, I want to spend some alone time with my husband. We almost never get to be alone together. You just spent a week-long luxury vacation with him while I was stuck at home alone. You already ruined our date by barging in our dinner plans. Just get lost. My mother-in-law looked horrified. She started crying and power walked back to her car. Seth was stunned and started scolding me about how cruel I was to his mother. He said that I should have just expressed to him how I was feeling instead of making his mother feel unwanted. Am I the jerk? Would you guys agree with me when I say that I think both sides were jerks in this situation? Inviting yourself is kind of always a jerk move, but also OP just wasn't forthcoming about how they were feeling, let it bottle up, and then just exploded when OP could have been honest and just handled it in a civil way? Let me know if you guys agree with me in the comments down below. Our next story is from Naptide. Am I the jerk for kicking a family graduation party out of the restaurant because the mom had written me an unhinged note the last time I served her? I'm a server at a bar and grill place. 
A few weeks ago, a lady came in for drinks with a dude and left me an unhinged note on a napkin calling me a slot for wearing shorts and a crop top while working in 90 degree heat. So my coworkers and I thought it was actually pretty funny and we framed the napkin in the check with the word who are on the spot where the tip goes on the wall. Her signature was also legible. We also added her name to the do not serve list just in case she came back since we didn't want any trouble. It's not like that was weird for that place to have funny stuff hung up. We have all sorts of old Polaroids, drawings, etc. taken with patrons or drawn by them. It's the kind of place where we make a chalk sign quoting bad Yelp reviews as a joke. I didn't expect to see the lady back again, like she obviously had a poor time, so why would she come back? Well, last weekend a big party had a reservation, I believe a family's college graduation party, and I was going around the table checking IDs, and the name on one looked familiar. I took a better look at the lady, and I realized it was the same person who wrote the unhinged note. So I gave her her ID back and said, I'm sorry, I can't serve you, I'm going to ask you to leave. She said that she was of age and didn't understand what the problem was. Her family had made the reservation weeks in advance. I said, yes, I'm aware, but your name is on our do not serve list. She started getting mad, saying I didn't know what I was talking about, she'd never been spoken to before about this, and her husband and a guy who was either her father or father-in-law started backing her up. I went to grab the frame off the wall with the napkin and I read it aloud, and then I said the establishment has a policy that we cannot serve people who behave erratically or aggressively after drinking, and I was happy to serve the rest of the group, but I'd have to ask her to leave. A couple of my guy co-workers gathered around to back me up. She started screaming at me, saying it was her son's graduation and also trying to snatch the frame. I ended up getting kind of petty and saying, ma'am, that's the restaurant's copy of the receipt. You were given your own copy. I'm going to need to get that back and ask you to leave. Her husband said, let's just leave. And the whole group left together, which was honestly more than I intended. And her husband yelled at me about how he was going to call my manager, which was funny because my manager was the one who bought the frame for her little unhinged note. The kid looked really ashamed and stressed through this though, and I felt pretty bad. Because he was just trying to celebrate his graduation, and it's not like it's his fault his mom's a little crazy. Am I the jerk for having kicked the lady out of the restaurant? I think this one's pretty clear cut, right? I think it's pretty clear that if somebody is on the do not serve list for a very valid reason, that saying you can't serve them and kicking them out of the restaurant regardless of the circumstance is more than appropriate and you wouldn't be a jerk for doing that. Although I understand where OP's getting hung up on, it kind of sucks to essentially take part in spoiling this post-college graduation party, but it's the mom's fault more than anything. This next story is from I. Evan Polkady. Am I the jerk for not leaving when a girl my girlfriend hates showed up? I went to an event with some friends. This girl Carly, who my girlfriend Kenzie hates, showed up and apparently I was supposed to leave after she was there. The plan was for me and a group of friends to do something. Carly wasn't supposed to be there, but she heard from a mutual friend that I was going to be there, so she invited herself with them. She wanted the chance to get to talk to me without Kenzie around. She says that Kenzie's probably told me a bunch of lies about her, and that's why I avoid her, but that Kenzie's always been an over-exaggerating and dramatic person. She says that she doesn't see a reason that the two of us can't be pals with each other, except for me having a controlling and jealous girlfriend. Whatever. I was friendly to her and everyone else, and we all had a good time. 
My girlfriend was upset at this. Apparently, I was supposed to leave after Carly showed up. She was livid. She thinks that Carly only did that to get under her skin, and she knew that she could make her mad by hanging out with her boyfriend all day. She said that she only acts nice around me and that she's actually a backstabbing person, PG version. Now, I'm starting to think that my girlfriend may actually be a tad dramatic. I'm not allowed to hang out with friends and I need to leave because someone she dislikes is there? That just doesn't make sense to me. Am I the jerk for not leaving like my girlfriend said I should? I'm a little conflicted here because I would want to believe that OP's intention is just to hang out with their friends and have a good time. And despite Carly showing up clearly to try to, I don't know, throw some drama into the mix, I think it's understandable OP wouldn't want to like ditch the friends or cause drama by like speaking up about it. But also Carly was talking bad about OP's girlfriend saying that she's dramatic, that she basically is showing up just because OP's there. And OP seems to suggest that they didn't really do too much defending their girlfriend. And then also, it could be seen as like OP's defending Carly being around him all day by saying that there wasn't a problem there or letting it just happen. I don't know, it's a weird like drama nebula and I don't really know if OP is the jerk or not. All I know is, is this was somebody that OP's girlfriend clearly didn't like, who showed up unannounced, spent the whole day with her boyfriend, and OP kind of ended things saying, I don't know, maybe my girlfriend is dramatic. I'm thinking OP kind of got played, but I don't know if that makes them the jerk. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next one from DJ Throwaway I. Am I the jerk for refusing to take care of my kid? My friend, 26-year-old female, and I, 26-year-old male, go back since elementary, and we've been close friends since then. Our families are also close, so I don't have any attraction to her as a girlfriend, I see her like a sister. Most of my girlfriends have been okay with her, and I try to make it clear the divide we have as friends. My fiancé is close friends with my friend, and has been friends with her since before our relationship and so it hasn't been any issues until now. Recently we had a get-together where my friend said she couldn't drink since she was pregnant. We were all shocked since she was single and she admitted she fooled around with her ex and that might have gotten her pregnant. Her ex is across the country and a jerk so she really screwed up her life with this. I asked her if she was going to keep the baby thinking she might not but she exclaimed she would because I could help her raise it. My girlfriend stared at her and I managed to ask why she thought that. She said we were best friends, so I would be the father and help raise the child. I asked her, where did you get that idea? And she got annoyed and said, you're always there for me and already like a husband, so I should be there for her son like a father. I was shocked because, yes, if she needed help with her car, I used to be a mechanic, I would help since she makes minimum wage and can't afford one, but I didn't think she would take it as me wanting to be her child's father or help raise it. I took a deep breath and told her I would always be her friend, but I'm not the father, so I'm not helping her raise her child and I'm not going to take a father role. She got mad and yelled at me for abandoning her and started crying, and a few of my friends were shaking their heads and called me later to tell me I should have been nicer. I felt like if I was nicer, she wouldn't have gotten it, and I wanted to make the situation crystal clear. My fiancé is mad because obviously it's caused a huge mess. My saving grace is that my fiancé and I were in another place visiting her family and traveling for the month when the baby was conceived. 
so no one thinks I'm the actual father. My friend's been trying to call me, and I'm not sure if I should respond. Ooh, boy, okay, I don't blame OP one bit for saying what they said here. That's just a little over the line. That's a little bit of that crazy eyes, grabs you by the arm and moseys up to you saying, you could be the father. It's the kind of talk that makes you go, oh, uh, yeah, I gotta use the restroom real quick. And then you jump out the bathroom window and you just keep on running. Our next story is from Zookeeper Game Huge 627 Am I the jerk for pulling all my money from the account after he refused to stop making comments about me getting a job? 30-year-old female, and I'm currently unemployed for the first time since I was 15. Even prior to when I would switch jobs, I already had employment lined up, so there was never a break between paychecks. My husband would have dry spells where he wouldn't work for some months at a time, get a job, and then hardly ever sticks with it for more than six months before he quits and takes a break. I didn't quit my last job. The company went belly up and didn't tell us until people were coming in and shutting us down. I've been one month without a steady income, but I've been searching endlessly. This all came to a standstill when my husband's engine blew up in his car. So now he takes mine to work and leaves me at the house. So now I need something from home and it's darn near impossible. If you know of anything remote entry level that doesn't require degrees, please let me know. Currently, my husband works Monday to Friday, 8 to 4, and just got a pay raise and promotion two weeks ago. Since he got his promotions, he's been breathing down my neck about me getting a job. He sees all the applications I've sent out and still comments on it as if that'll help the situation. I currently have $8,600 sitting in the bank for my last job, which would pay our rent for 8 months. So his comments are really starting to piss me off, and I've told him several times to get off of my case. I've even suggested that I go and work with him because he's taking my car and making things impossible and he apparently doesn't think it's a good idea. Anyways, he started in with the whole my money argument, but only when it's convenient for him. Like when he refers to taxes, it's our money, I get significantly more back than he does. But when it comes to other crap, he says my money this, my money that. And it only just started when he got the promotion. He had no problem living off my money though the entire time he was unemployed because that was our money. Like I said though, I have money stashed so I don't need crap from him. But he made a comment the other day saying, you need a freaking job. And it was the last straw for me. So I took my car and left to go withdraw every penny I had in the bank account and stick it into an account he can't touch. That left him with a little over $900 because the rest of the thousands were mine. He flips out and says I'm being financially controlling when in all actuality it's him. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here and if there's one thing I've always kind of hated, it's when people selectively use the my and our type talking like OP described here. As like a minor comparison, it makes me think of the like our house, my house parental thing. Where if a parent wants you to help around the house and clean something up or do a lot of work, they say, come on, we want to make our house look better, right? But then if you want to do something or rearrange your room or you want to, I don't know, stay up late or something, a lot of parents will be quick to say, you're not doing that in my house. My house, my rules. Well, OP's putting their foot down and saying, my money, my rules then if you're going to make it about money. Our next story is from Throwaway Dad 1112 Am I the jerk for celebrating my birthday? My mom died in childbirth to me when my older brothers were 6 and 8. 
My entire childhood was more or less mourning for her, which I was not allowed to be involved in. My birthday was not allowed to be celebrated or talked about under any circumstances and I never got anything for them. When I got older and understood that most people had a mum and I didn't, it upset me a lot. Every time I cried about missing her, my dad would tell me that I'd never met her and that I didn't deserve to miss her. Now this is where I'm probably the jerk. This year I turned 18 and I decided that I would have a birthday party for myself which was just some drinks with friends and going to see a movie. I posted about this on social media and was instantly flooded with messages from my family telling me that I shouldn't celebrate my birthday and that all my family was at my mom's grave and that I should have been there. This is something I've been told repeatedly I'm not allowed to visit. So am I the jerk? Frankly, I think the way OP's been treated is unbelievable. I don't think you could ever possibly be the jerk for wanting to celebrate your own birthday. And frankly, I think, if anything, they should try to celebrate the life of the mother. They should try to celebrate OP being here. When OP's birthday comes around, they should make it a celebration of the life. Not try to outcast OP from everything and anything and telling them what they can and can't do on their day of birth. Imagine seriously looking at your kid and telling them they can't cry because they're sad they don't have a mom. Everybody in this family is out here gatekeeping, being sad about their mom. Try to make that make sense. Our next story is from Every10. Am I the jerk because my friend ordered the same dish as me and couldn't pay for it? My 19-year-old female, three friends, 19-year-old female, 20-year-old female, and 20-year-old male, and I were going out to a restaurant. And another student, 19-year-old male, from our summer study abroad program that we've befriended in the past three weeks, asked to come. We said of course he could come. It was a slightly upscale restaurant with a Michelin star. We all ordered our own meals. Our newer friend couldn't really understand the menu since it wasn't in English, and his Spanish isn't that proficient yet, so he was Google translating. Then he gave up and just told the waiter he'll have what I'm having. He didn't know the price since the menu didn't have prices, but we all assumed if he was concerned about price, he'd ask the staff, but he did not. The table bill was about $1,100. It was $100 for the appetizers and about $200 for each person's main course. We'd all agreed before to each pay for ourselves and then split the bill for the appetizers. Our friend was shocked that his meal was $200 and said he didn't have enough money for that. He started talking to the waiter, questioning each charge and became more distressed. Then he demanded to know why I didn't tell him the price. First, it wasn't in the menu, so I didn't know exactly, but the price was about what I expected it to be. He could have asked the waiter if he was worried about it, instead of just saying, I'll have the same thing. I'm not sure what he expected since this is not a cheap place. He used his emergency credit card to pay and was quite upset. He said I should have told him the price. My meal was no more expensive than anyone else's at the table. I'm not sure why he didn't just ask the waiter, am I the jerk? This really depends on what OP or their friends told this guy beforehand. If they mention that they're going to a Michelin star restaurant and what that means, meaning it's a very fancy upscale restaurant, then I don't think OP's the jerk for them coming along and ordering the same dish as OP. But if this friend went along blind, had no idea, and nobody felt the need to mention that you're going to a Michelin star restaurant, like if nobody felt the need to ever mention that this is a fancy upscale place and it's going to be expensive, then I think there's a little bit of validity of saying that OP or their friends might be a little bit of a jerk here. 
Our next story is from WhistlerBlue16. Am I the jerk for refusing to order specialty uniforms for a plus-size employee? I work as a manager for a customer service department at a large tourist attraction. We have a new employee we'll call Kate. Employees are required to wear a uniform consisting of a branded polo and whatever work-appropriate slacks people choose to wear. The largest size we currently have in the polo is a 2XL. Kate is a plus-sized lady, and she requested the largest size available. I gave her the 2XL, and it seemed to fit fine. However, after the first week on the job, she came to my office and said she'd like to talk. She told me that she feels the uniform is too constricting, and the fabric makes her uncomfortable. She said it was unaccommodating to bigger staff members to only offer a clingy, form-fitting polo. The polos are a dry-fit polyester material. I let her know that I could order a bigger size for her, but it would take two to three weeks for the custom ones to come in. She asked if I could order her a different style of shirt, and I said no because the uniforms need to be consistent. She seemed dissatisfied with this answer, but we ended the conversation. Today I opened my email to receive an email from Kate that can be summarized as, It is disrespectful and discriminatory practice to refuse to accommodate plus-size employees. By not allowing me to wear a uniform I feel comfortable in, you've made this an unwelcome and hostile work environment for me. If management is unable to order an appropriate uniform for me, I will promptly be leaving this position. Kate is otherwise a solid employee and has had no issues with attendance or customer service. Am I the jerk by not caving to her demands here? Frankly, I'm of the opinion that OP's not the jerk. I believe that as long as you can go a little bit higher in size, that you should be able to reach a size shirt that fits Kate comfortably. If they're unhappy with how constricting the shirt is, then going up to 3X might not be the best option. You might need to go even a little bit higher than that. Dry fit polyester material is a very standard shirt, and if Kate can't understand that a bigger size would be less constricting, then I don't really know if you're ever going to truly be able to please Kate. Our next story is from Hun Mootjay. Would I be the jerk if I don't give my employee the day off for her sick daughter? Okay, I know the title sounds bad, but please hear me out. I, 42-year-old female, am one of the CEOs slash managers of a multi-located company. I'm the CEO of one of the six locations they have. And because of that, I'm responsible for the schedules and employees have to request stays and time off through me. One of my employees is a woman named Kate, 36 and not her real name. She's already asked all of her time off, not yet taken them, but already asked and given days off in the future. Think about vacation and then just random days she finds important. So conclusion, she does not have any days left to ask off. Yet she still put in a request, and I denied it with the comments that she already used all her days. And with the question if she wanted to switch one of her days, she didn't want to, she really needed the day off. I denied it again, and a day later she stormed into my office, yelling at me that she really needed that day. I asked her to close the door and take a seat so we could discuss the issue. That's when she told me that her daughter, Seven, has cancer. The day she requested off was a chemo day for her daughter and Kate's husband couldn't take the day off due to a project he was working on. She cried telling me her daughter missed so much school already she has to redo the year. I immediately felt sorry for Kate, wished her the best and promised to make something work. When she left, I was almost in tears. Cancer always hits me personally since I lost a few family members myself due to this disease. 
Now, mind you, my son, Seven, goes to the same school as Kate's daughter. They share some classes. So that evening, I asked him if he knew Kate's daughter was sick, and if she missed a lot of school already, and if he knew what her favorite snacks are. I wanted to make some kind of healthcare basket as a gift to Kate from all her colleagues. My son told me Kate's daughter is not sick, has never missed a day at school, and she always brings a specific snack. And he would try to get the name for me. He even proceeded to tell me that they actually talk quite a lot at school and have mutual friends. I was shocked to discover Kate's lie and almost immediately wanted to deny her day off again. But my husband told me to try and cool down for a minute. I did and now I'm torn between choosing to believe my employee or my own son. So Reddit, tell me, would I be the jerk if I believe my son and deny my employee her day off again? I think if OP can be, without a shadow of a doubt, positive that the person their son is referencing at school is Kate's daughter for sure, and that they're 100% accurate about them always being there and seeming just fine and bringing their own snacks and whatnot, then I would have no remorse whatsoever denying Kate that day off, because using that as a lie is insane. The one thing I like is people in the comments are saying, go overboard with the kindness to call him out on it. Act like you didn't find out and start like trying to get like a community effort in, pull people at work to try to contribute and try to create an outpouring of support. You know, just really sink this person for using such a crazy lie. Our next story is from Random Regen 44 Am I the jerk for not inviting our stepbrother on a brother's trip? I, 28-year-old male, my brother, 26, and our half-brother, 20, used to go on an annual trip with our dad. Since my dad had a serious health complication three years ago, it turned into a brother's trip. We used to invite our stepbrother years ago, but he never wanted to go. Stepbrother, 28, is our youngest brother's half-brother. We do not get along at all. Our dad married his mom when I was eight. My mother's been dead for six years by then, but his parents have been divorced for four years. His dad was very wealthy and determined to drive a wedge between us. There was also a good dose of parental alienation, but since mom, stepmom, and dad couldn't afford to fight him in court, they did their best to keep the peace. He refused to be respectful towards my dad, rubbed his expensive toys in our faces, which now seems to be not a big deal but then was very hurtful, etc. I guess the point where we completely wrote him off was when we were 16. He had a car and never allowed us in it. It was raining heavily and he refused to drive us to school. Then he drove by us while we were walking and kept insulting dad. For our youngest brother, stepbrother hated him the moment he was born. Used to bully him if we didn't keep an eye on him. There was an incident that ended with the youngest needing medical help and he hated his older brother since then. A couple of years ago, stepbrother came out as gay. His father disowned him. Mom and dad did the decent thing and supported him, and we also said that we accepted him, but that was that. Last week we went on our trip as usual, then last Sunday we were having a family dinner and stepbrother was there. We showed our parents the photos we took and shared some stories. Stepbrother excused himself halfway through, but we thought nothing of it. Later, mom told us that he broke down in the kitchen, saying that he felt excluded and wished that we'd invited him. I just hummed, but the youngest told mom point blank that it was a trip for us brothers. He didn't qualify. She didn't insist or anything, but she seemed down. Now I'm feeling a bit guilty. Am I the jerk? 
the situation is a little sucky because you don't want to see anybody feeling bad or feeling left out like that. But in all fairness, OP and their brothers aren't jerks here because, like OP said, for years they tried to invite them and they never wanted to go. And frankly, for a long time, it seems like the stepbrother was pretty cold to all of them until literally they were all they had left and, you know, seemed to have a change of heart. So I think that's also another reason for just not feeling super open to inviting them. Our next story is from Hope Incarnate. Am I the jerk for pointing out a fake service dog? I, 27-year-old female, pregnant, was at Walmart with my husband, 30-year-old male, when we decided to go through the fruit aisle. There was a small cluster of people talking with a lady who had a large poodle, dang they get big, with a red service dog vest on it. The vest had no handle, no patches, or a card on it, but I don't know what they require on their vests so I can't say if it was missing anything or if it was fine. In all honesty, I only have a vague understanding about service dogs, enough to know not to bother them. The problem was that as we veered our cart around the small crowd, the service dog was all over the place, sniffing people's carts, putting its paws on the cart baskets, just a little out of control, wasn't aggressive at all, not mean or anything, but the dog was definitely tugging on that leash as hard as he could because he was excited and confused. At first I thought, okay, he's probably in training and he's an early bird to the game. I've seen videos of some service dogs being trained publicly like that, which is understandable to me. But as we went past the crowd, the dog turned to me, and I didn't look at it or engage with it because I know that's wrong and distracting. Even though I turned to my husband, the dog barked and jumped on me. No harm, wasn't mean or biting, everything was fine. Until the lady yelled at me and said, You're too close to my service dog, you're distracting him. I replied with, with the way he's behaving I'm inclined to think otherwise, I don't think that's a real service dog. She complained and got the staff to come over and talk to us, and we gave them the story, and the lady with the dog was asked to leave. Was I the jerk? I think OP's clearly not the jerk here. These people bring a dog in, service dog or otherwise, that's excited pulling on a leash and jumping on people? I think you're gonna get asked to leave regardless of whether that's a true service dog or not. And any service dog acting out like that, being called out I think is totally justified. And our final story of the day is from Acceptable Priority 71. Am I the jerk for skateboarding, even though my daughter's teased and humiliated over it? I've finally been doing the things I've been wanting to do in my life since I got divorced. One of them being a skateboarder. Sure, I'm 44, but it's never too late to try to be the bad to the bone version of yourself. My daughter, for some reason, is humiliated by me taking up skateboarding. Says I'm too old and that everyone at school makes fun of her for it. She said everyone laughs when I show up to school early and skate around the parking lot. The other day I came to get her and did a little trick on the curb, but wasn't able to land it and fell. When we get in the car, she starts hysterically crying that I embarrassed her, and why can't I just be like the other dads, and why can't I respect her request to just not skate around her school? She said I'm a jerk and a terrible dad. A part of me wants to keep her happy and not skate, and I get that I might be a jerk for continuing to do what embarrasses her, but another part of me thinks that she needs to be happy for me and let me be my best self, and that I'm not doing anything wrong for wanting to be happy. So, Reddit, am I the jerk? I can only speak for myself, and I feel like if I was in the kids' situation, with my parents skating around in the school parking lot, 
I would be a little mortified as well, especially if they're not good enough to land any of the things they're trying to do. It's basically like drawing an unjust amount of attention towards your kid. OP learning skateboarding and practicing it, there's nothing wrong with that, but maybe not in the school parking lot. Just accept that it's embarrassing for her for you to do it in the school parking lot in front of her and her friends or her peers. Just practice elsewhere and pick up your skateboarding in a different place that doesn't negatively affect your daughter. Am I the jerk for not making enough dinner for my mother-in-law and ignoring her completely? I, 29-year-old female, live in an apartment with my husband, 31-year-old male. Recently, my mother-in-law's come to visit since she's trying to relocate here. She's been staying with us since hotels and Airbnbs are at an all-time high. She's been here a month and it's been, well, difficult. She doesn't help with anything like cooking or cleaning. She also takes my husband's car without knowledge, so I have to give him a ride to work. She also throws stuff away she thinks we don't use. She's also been going shopping lately buying decor. She was only supposed to stay two weeks to see if she likes it here and try to find a home. It seems like she wants to relocate here and like she found her home with us. I've had conversations with my husband to get her to leave. He's asked and begged but she still doesn't want to leave and he doesn't want to disrespect her. I've remained kind but I couldn't take it anymore. I went into the guest room she's staying in and cleared it out. I took out all the clothes out of the dresser and closet and put it into her suitcase. I also put all her things on the floor. She came home and yelled at me, then got into a fight with my husband. She then apologized and said she couldn't afford the plane ticket back, and if my husband books it, she leaves. Well, he did for yesterday. She refused to go because it was the cheapest ticket on the cheapest airline, and that she was worth more than that. We got into another fight and she got a hotel for the night. Well, today she came here and opened the door, was unlocked. She then passed us and put all of her things in the empty guest room. She went to the living room where we were and said, Well, are you guys ready to apologize? We were dumbfounded, of course. I stormed to my bedroom and locked myself in there. I took a nap and came out and they were both watching TV. It was around 6 at the time and I decided to start getting dinner ready. When I started, my mother-in-law went and started trying to talk to me, basically saying I should apologize. She noticed I was ignoring her and started yelling. I kept ignoring her until she went with my husband. I blocked out the conversation. I was quiet and set the plates. I only made enough servings for both me and my husband. I sat and ate and they came to do the same. She saw that there were only two plates and went to look for more food. There wasn't any. I don't know how it happened, but we got to a huge fight. And I ended up throwing all of her clothes outside and screaming at her for all my neighbors to see. She was crying and my husband was begging for me to stop. I drove to my friends, shaking and mad. I passed out and woke up to paragraphs upon paragraphs of not just my husband and mother-in-law, but sister-in-law and brother-in-law basically telling me I'm a jerk and a stupid witch for disrespecting mother-in-law and embarrassing her. Well, I have no idea what to feel. So, am I the jerk for how I reacted? As somebody myself that loves my own personal space and I don't like being encroached upon very much by anybody, my mother-in-law moving into my apartment and trying to basically live there for the rest of their life would drive me crazy. Not even because of the relationship between me and my mother-in-law, just to me it feels like privacy has just gone out the window in that situation. I think OP is not the jerk here and I think it potentially might get kind of messy with their relationship because to me it sounds like the husband's kind of siding with their mom. 
Do you guys think this is going to cause a real strain on OP's relationship here? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from PublicMuffin2185. Am I the jerk for refusing to go to the funeral of my stepmom's mom? My mom died when I was a baby, and my dad married my stepmom when I was four. She had three kids with her ex-husband, and I have two siblings who were born after my dad and stepmom were married. Stepmom had a big family, and her mom was the heart of the family, and she was always so generous with her grandkids. But it was always clear I was not one of them. My dad and stepmom insisted I couldn't be left out, so she just got me lesser stuff. Things like used coloring books, secondhand and mostly broken toys, basic socks that were often too small and ratty, old secondhand books once I got a little older. In comparison, my step-siblings and younger siblings got video games, video game consoles, expensive toys like go-karts and big dollhouses, cell phones, laptops, etc. They also got treated to special trips that I wasn't welcome on. She would also secretly give them money or grab ice cream with them and leave me out when everyone was gathered. She also took photos behind my dad and stepmom's back, but even when they did find out, nothing was done. I felt like crap, honestly. My step-sibling's dad hated me too, and they never accepted me because so many adults in their life didn't. I've always felt like my dad and stepmom should have protected me more. She always said I was her daughter too, but let me be treated so differently. They all know it hurt. I'm 17 now and my stepmom's mom passed away recently and our funeral's in a couple of days. I told them I won't go. They wanted me to pretend to be the grieving grandchild and join the others, but I'm not grieving and I was clearly never a grandchild. My dad and stepmom are mad at me for saying no. Dad said I should be there for my stepmom. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here and I think it's pretty simple as saying... If OP's father thinks that OP should be there for their stepmom, then the stepmom should have been there for OP over the last 13 years or so. And frankly, she wasn't. And they might argue that, but I think anybody who hears the story knows the truth. Our next story is from Y'all Not 8. Am I the jerk for only paying for son's wedding? I'm a 57-year-old male who has three kids, 30 male, 27 female, and 25 male. Me and my wife have paid for each of my two oldest's weddings, which have covered dresses, suits, bridal parties. If they want to make a destination wedding, we covered guests who couldn't afford it in the honeymoon. Now, there was no budget placed on them. My oldest's wedding was around 85000 My middle kid's was around 120000 Now, my youngest is getting married. Him and his soon-to-be wife don't believe in big weddings, and the total's around 20000 now, my kids don't know how much each other's weddings cost, as I didn't share, and I guess they didn't see the need to bring it up. So the problem came up this past weekend with my soon-to-be daughter-in-law talking to my middle daughter and my oldest son's wife about their weddings, and I guess the totals came up. Now, my youngest son and his fiance are demanding that I write them a check for the difference for down payment on a condo or house. I refused and stated that I was only paying for their wedding and now they're threatening to disinvite me. So am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. I kind of get where they're coming from as far as internalized feelings but the fact of the matter is OP's interest and focus only has ever been to pay for the wedding. Basically if they want to go have a huge massive wedding still they can. If they want to have a smaller wedding they can have that too. The basic thing is OP's just going to cover the cost regardless. Frankly, if they try to kick OP out of the wedding that they're paying for, I think OP should be petty and just cancel the whole thing. 
I'll tell you one thing though, they're doing a great job of trying to make sure that OP never helps them in the future monetarily if they need it. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Throw Away. Am I the jerk for telling my daughter the truth about where her birthday gift came from? I, 30-year-old male, got divorced two years ago to my ex-wife Jane, 33-year-old female. We have a daughter together, 10-year-old female, Riley. Two weeks ago, it was her birthday. There was the spike that Riley wanted really badly, so I decided to get it for her. Beforehand, I checked with Jane to make sure it was okay that I bought Riley this. Jane said that it was fine and that she didn't care. When the day of her birthday came and it was time to open presents, Jane acted like the bike was her gift to Riley because she forgot to get Riley one. I wasn't going to embarrass her in front of everyone, so I let it slide. After that, I told Jane that she better tell Riley that she didn't get her the bike, and that I did or else I would tell Riley. I gave Jane time to tell Riley, but she didn't. It's important to add in the past that when Jane had forgotten to get Riley gifts, I let her act as if it was a shared gift or she bought it, and I would end up having to buy another one. Yesterday, I ended up telling Riley that the bike she got was from me. She told me that she knew it was from me because there was a card in the box, but she didn't say anything. Jane ended up finding out and got mad at me and told me that I was selfish for doing that. I think OP is clearly not the jerk and I think it's almost a joke that the mother of the child forgot their own kid's birthday as far as getting a gift. How do you forget your own child's birthday? Is it routine for this person to buy gifts the week of? If your kid's birthday is coming up, don't you want to buy like a month early and then you stick it in the back of your closet on the top shelf or something? Our next story is from Cherry Sherbet. Am I the jerk for not thanking the guy who held the door open for me? I, 35-year-old female, was walking down a long corridor. I'm pregnant, so I walk a bit slower than usual. I've seen a guy in the front of me holding the door open for me for no reason. I had to run 30-plus meters to get to the door so he doesn't have to wait. Now I'm breathless, smiled nervously, and walked past him as he gestured. He said, Why not a thank you? I'm now confused. Well, I didn't ask you to hold the door, I can perfectly do it. I had to rush and you created a situation for the both of us. And now asking for a thank you. Women can open doors by themselves, my hands were free. Am I being a jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk. This takes me right back to middle school. To preface, I was extremely quiet, introverted, never talked to anybody. In between classes, I was walking to the next class and my art teacher from the year before happened to be walking in front of me and opened the door to the next building where I needed to go. They held it open, so I walked in. And remember, I'm quiet and introverted, so I don't say anything. I just quickly go by. And the teacher goes, you're welcome, your highness. So there I am, like, oh, uh, thank you, on my way to class. And I'm like, it's one of those things that's so mild looking back on it, but I had like such a flash of panic, insecurity. And like, was I the jerk for this older lady opening the door for me and not saying thank you on my way in. This next story is from Try For A Baby AITA. Am I the jerk for telling my friend's boyfriend, my husband and I are trying to conceive? My husband and I went out with my friend and her boyfriend. At one point, just her boyfriend and I were talking, and he asked me how long my husband and I have been married for. After I answered that, he asked me if we wanted kids, and I told him we were trying to conceive. I didn't get any weird vibe off of him. The conversation just continued and I wouldn't have thought of it again. But my friend called me to tell me that that made him very uncomfortable once we got home. 
She said he said he didn't need to know we were raw dogging or anything else about our sex life. I guess that is what it means, but I've been told that by other couples before, and it's never made me imagine them in the act. I've never even thought of it as inappropriate, and I'm not a person who talks about sex at all. My friend's always been much more open than me, so it's just so surprising coming from her. I mean, I know it's coming from him, but I thought he was being pervy taking it that way. She said he thought it was pervy for me to say it. My husband says it's totally normal and the guy's just a creep. But my husband's spoken with his family about this too, so he sees it the same as me. I know my intentions weren't bad, so I'm mostly asking for the future because it technically does mean that. I don't want to offend or gross anyone out. Am I the jerk? I think saying that you're trying to conceive is a very simple and common thing to say. And I would agree with the notion that him being uncomfortable with it is him being confused and not in an appropriate way. To me, I think this dude is taking it totally sexually in his mind, and because they're unattracted by the thought that they're having, that's the issue they're having. It's gross and weird to them only in that context, and that's the context they're stuck on, which most rational people either don't associate or wouldn't be stuck on. I sure hope nobody ever mentions to this guy how literally every single person in existence came to be conception. That's the answer. Our next story is from Just Need Judgment. Am I the jerk for reporting a coworker because she keeps on asking about the baby I gave away? I, 23-year-old female, have been with my long-term boyfriend, same age, for a while now. Back in August 2021, when I was 22, I found out I was pregnant. After a lot of crying and thinking, I decided to carry the pregnancy and put the baby up for adoption. This is my decision, and I'm wholly happy with my decision. In fact, while pregnant, I actually got in touch with an adoption agency and found a nice couple, Brian and Connor, to adopt the baby. I graduated for college in May 2021, majored in civil engineering, and I got a very nice desk job after school. The job was remote when I began, but the beginning of 2022, my company wanted employees to come into the office two to three days a week. Honestly, this time was tough for me. I was visibly pregnant. I don't know if it really makes sense, but I was okay being pregnant, I wasn't uncomfortable or in pain, and I was slash am happy to give my baby to a more financially and emotionally available family. But at the same time, I knew how much stigma is around young pregnant women, and I wanted to keep my pregnancy under wraps. I was just afraid of the stares, the questions, the judgment, especially with the people I work with. I just didn't want my coworkers to judge me or make me feel uncomfortable. So I didn't tell them I was pregnant or that I'm giving the baby up. Coworkers did stare at the beginning and asked some questions like a very intense, how are you? How are you sleeping? How do you feel? One woman in particular kept on asking these questions and giving advice. I answered these questions in I feel a professional manner and made it clear I don't want to discuss my pregnancy. But she kept on asking. I began avoiding this coworker and answering her questions more bluntly. I just don't want to discuss my pregnancy. She took notice and stopped with the questions and advice. But once my baby was born and given to the couple, the woman began with the questions and advice and comments again. How is the baby? What's her name? How was the delivery? How's the baby sleeping? You just not sleeping well, huh? I don't want to talk about this or be bombarded with these questions. I filed a report with HR. HR talked to the woman, but now half the office thinks I'm rude and standoffish. 
Did I do something wrong? Am I a jerk here? I think OP's definitely not the jerk and they shouldn't feel bad. The problem is these people just don't get it. They don't know what's going on in OP's life. OP has every right not to share anything with these people. All these people around OP at work are just operating off of assumptions. These people have no clue what OP's going through. I feel for OP. I think the whole thing could be resolved if OP mentioned what happened. But I feel like OP has every right to remain private about the details of their lives with their coworkers. Our next story is from Throwaway Scared B-Day. Am I the jerk for yelling at my aunt to shut up in front of a restaurant full of people? When I, 30-year-old male, was 5, my family took me to one of those Japanese steakhouses where they cook the food at your table. When the cook lit the grill and the huge flame shot up into the air, it scared the heck out of me, and I ran and hid in the corner and was too afraid to come back to the table. My aunt, 64-year-old female, has teased me about that ever since. That was 25 years ago, and I swear she brings it up at every single time I see her. I've told her repeatedly to stop talking about it. My parents have also asked her to stop bringing it up to no avail. It's gotten so tiresome and embarrassing, and she teases me about it in front of the whole family, despite me repeatedly telling her to stop. I've never really gotten along well with my aunt, and lately I've made it a point to avoid her at family gatherings. We celebrated my birthday Friday, and I wanted to go to one of those Japanese steakhouses. I didn't invite my aunt, but my grandmother invited her behind my back. I didn't know she was coming until she showed up. I was already pissed off that my grandmother invited her. She told me that my aunt is family and I can't just exclude her from everything. But as soon as we sat down, my aunt started ribbing me about that incident when I was five. I told her to stop bringing it up, and my mom told her to stop as well. But when the cook was fixing to light the hibachi, she asked me in this really condescending way, You sure you don't want to go hide in the corner for old time's sake? I finally lost my temper and went off on her right there in front of the whole restaurant. I basically yelled at her, Will you just shut up about that already? That was 25 years ago. Is that literally all you have to talk about? I'm sick of hearing about it. This is why I didn't invite you. I swear, the entire restaurant must have been staring at me and I felt like walking out. The entire rest of the dinner was awkward and I couldn't even enjoy my meal. After we left, my grandmother told me that I embarrassed her in front of everyone and that my outburst was completely uncalled for and that I owed my aunt an apology. My parents told me that I didn't know my aunt anything and were angry at my grandmother for inviting her, but I still feel like a jerk for losing my temper and yelling in front of the restaurant, and the whole thing was deeply embarrassing. My grandmother and my aunt are both blasting me on Facebook for embarrassing them in public. So, am I the jerk? I think OP is clearly not the jerk, and I think it is so loaded for them to go and say, OP, you embarrassed your aunt. OP, your aunt deserves an apology from you. Well, what about the last 25 years of embarrassing OP? Like I said earlier, I'm an introvert. I'm not outgoing. I'm not a social person. Having something like this happen over 25 years, I would be pissed off too, and I would yell at them too. Frankly, if I'm OP, I'm telling grandmother and aunt the truth about how they felt for the last 25 years, and anytime they even mention an apology or embarrassing them, pound that 25-year truth into that conversation. Maybe they'll finally realize you haven't been messing around for the last two-plus decades. Our next story is from This Lovely Love. 
Am I the jerk for being the reason my friend's daughter had to go to the hospital? I know the title sounds horrible, but I don't know how else to put it. I'm not a very busy person. I don't start college until September and I don't have a job, so not much to do. A few weeks ago, my friend Alice, 22-year-old female, came to my door with her daughter Millie, 3-year-old female, and told me she really needs me. Apparently, she had an emergency to attend to and she needed an urgent sitter. She didn't really ask and just gave me the kid and a bag of toys and books and told me she would be back around in a few hours. I have no problem with this. Millie's a very sweet kid and she knows me well enough to be comfortable around me. Still, it was a bit unexpected, but I was going out to the cinema, so I thought I would take her with me and we'd walk around a bit and watch something. Everything went smoothly, we watched a movie together, Millie seemed happy, and I was enjoying my time as well. Then we went to the park and I thought it would be nice to get us some ice cream. We both had vanilla swirls and she seemed to enjoy it for a bit, but as soon as we got home she started throwing up and developed what seemed to be a rash. I thought maybe she got a bug or something and called her mom, but when she didn't pick up I took her to the hospital. Apparently Millie has a mild allergy to dairy. Alice didn't tell me this. I've never seen Alice give her dairy, but I thought that was a dietary choice and, to be honest, I didn't take that much notice to it. I never knew this explicitly. She was safe and nothing bad was going to happen to her, but she was obviously very uncomfortable until the antihistamines kicked in. I kept calling Alice and she only picked up a few hours later. And as soon as I told her we were at the hospital, she got furious. When she came in, she yelled at me, telling me I was trying to kill her baby because I had to take care of her on such short notice, and I was an idiot for not knowing her child would react like this to ice cream. I apologized many times, sent them cards and a present for Millie, but apparently she's been telling our group of friends that I tried to hurt Millie and I should not be trusted around children. Some of our friends have berated me for my lack of attention and told me that I would have to carry the responsibility if anything worse had happened to Millie. I tried to explain how I didn't know and nothing worse was going to happen and I did my best to help her, but it still became a divisive event. Am I the jerk? Is it really all my fault? I really want what's best for Millie and I would never do anything to hurt her. It's pretty clear OP's not the jerk in the situation. The kid was dumped on them. They didn't know their allergies. Alice never mentioned. Opie's just trying to take care of a three-year-old kid. You give kids ice cream all the time. I guess you could try to be crazy cautious, but you're going to wrap them in a bubble until mom gets back because they might be allergic to just about anything. Our next story is from one day at a time, 777. Am I the jerk for not giving my inheritance to any of my siblings? My dad's passed away and I've gotten all of his inheritance. My dad raised us in strict military style household. He was a horrible father who took things to the extreme in our childhood and all of his children stopped talking to him. He treated us like we were his property and belittled us all the time, almost as if he hated our existence. He actually disowned me when I was 15 because I'd gotten pregnant out of marriage with a man who was black and kicked me out to fend for myself, so I had to figure out how to provide for myself and my child. My dad ended up contacting me a month after my mom passed away crying and apologizing on how he treated me and my siblings and asked if we could meet up. I decided to meet up with my dad because even though my dad wasn't the greatest father, it doesn't change my love for him. When we met up, my dad seemed very genuine, so 
I continued seeing him, which increased to me seeing him three times a week. My dad also tried contacting my siblings, but none of them gave him the time of day. I spoke to my siblings about the issue and they basically told me to allow him to die a lonely death. Later on, my dad got super sick and I ended up moving in with him with my two children to help take care of him. I learned things about my dad that I never knew and I actually started to love being around him and seeing him as a different person. I chose to forgive him. It was hard looking after my dad and my two children as a single mother, but I pushed myself through it until his death. But during the hard times, I asked my siblings for help, and they both mocked me for even helping my dad, told me I should just throw him in an old age home, and even asked for me to take pictures of him so they could see him weak. My siblings and I relationship used to be super close, but ever since I started talking to my dad, they became distant. Now that my dad's passed, I've inherited everything from him and learned that my father owned a lot more properties and had a lot more money than I could have ever imagined. My siblings feel like they're entitled to some of the inheritance and have told me that if I don't give them any, they'll stop talking to me and that I'm becoming like my dad. They feel like since they had to go through having my dad as a father that they deserve some kind of payout. I disagree with them. The reason I got the inheritance is because I gave my dad another chance. I helped him when he was at his weakest and I went through a lot juggling raising my children and caring for my dad without any of their help, even when I begged them to help me. They just made fun of me for helping my dad and choosing to forgive him. Now forgiveness is a choice and I respect their choice not to forgive, but they didn't respect mine to forgive him and added more difficulty to my life. They act like it was either them or my dad, and now they're acting like I'm being selfish for not sharing the inheritance my dad left for me. Am I the jerk for not giving some of my inheritance to my brother and sister? I think OP's not the jerk, and I agree with a lot of what OP said here. I think their decision to cut off their dad, not feel any remorse or forgive them for anything, that's a very valid thing. Just as much as I think OP is very valid for actually forgiving them and going back and helping them. And bottom line, my personal stance is if you get an inheritance that was specifically left for you, you owe nothing to anybody. They can go try to fight it through courts or whatnot, but the fact of the matter is they left it to you for a reason. If you want to help them out or give anything to them, that's great. If not, it's your inheritance. As much as the siblings want to say that OP's becoming like their dad and that's the reason for any of this, I think the real reason is money brings out the worst in people. They feel remotely attached to some of that wealth and they want a piece of it and they're going to make you feel bad and hopefully trick you into giving some up. Our next story is from AITA Throwaway 7101. Am I the jerk for telling my sister she knows full well why our dad didn't offer to contribute to her wedding? My 33-year-old female dads told us, me and my siblings before, that he'll contribute a certain amount for our weddings. We don't have to take it, but he'll offer it, and anything more is up to the person getting married to sort out. Dad contributed to my wedding in 2019, as well as my half-sisters a few months ago. My sister Jane, 30-year-old female, she's kind and smart, but also the type of person who's shy and timid around strangers, but can be really hot-headed around people she knows. Jane does tend to be a little selfish at times and holds on to small things. For example, she let go of a really excellent guy she was dating in the past because of some petty things that could have been solved. I'm not saying this to be mean, by the way. She can be kind and caring, but these are the full facts of the situation. 
and our parents also know of her nature. Jane is engaged to Jack, 35-year-old male, who she's been with for the past couple of years. They've sort of been on and off, and it does seem like the engagement is a bit for show. Now, Dad has said that he won't be contributing to Jane and Jack's wedding because of Jane's nature and their unstable relationship, and he doesn't want his money to go to loss. Jane has said before that she and Jack can fund the wedding themselves, so they won't need Dad's contribution. Jane's into the wedding planning stage, and as stated, Dad didn't offer her monetary. She got upset that he didn't offer, so I told her that she said that they wouldn't need it anyway. Jane replied that they wouldn't, but she thought he'd still ask because he did for us, me and half-sister. She made an unnecessarily big deal about it, so I told her she knows full well why Dad didn't offer, and she's being petty as per usual. Jane got really mad and now blocked me on social media and isn't picking up my calls and messages. Our mom said I went too far. I don't think so because they weren't going to take the money anyway, but was I the jerk? I think OP was the jerk here because I feel like this whole thing was just unnecessary to say. Even if you feel like it is the absolute truth, you don't need to go and tell them, well, you know why dad wouldn't give you the money, right? Is that ever going to resolve in a good, peaceful situation? I don't think so, and it just doesn't need to be said. Considering she's getting married to this person, how about just trying to support them and hoping that things work out for them? And our final story of the day is from Harry Disaster 20. Am I the jerk for kicking a girl out of my wedding party? I, 28-year-old female, am getting married tomorrow, and a few months ago, I invited my fiancé's two younger cousins, 15-year-old female and 14-year-old female, to be junior bridesmaids in the wedding party. The girls were very excited to participate, and both of them knew the date of the wedding. I picked out dresses that complemented their hair colors perfectly, brown and blonde, a nice blue color that looked pretty on both of them. After we got the dresses in and the girls tried them on, I made some jokes about not making any too drastic changes like getting a tan or dyeing their hair before the wedding. A few months after this, I had my bridal luncheon, which was yesterday, and had all my bridesmaids in attendance. The younger cousin, who was blonde, had dyed her hair a bright shade of red, which meant her hair no longer matched the dress. This wouldn't have been too much of an issue if it was darker, but the color was way too bright, almost fire truck red, and did not look good compared to the dress. She was drawing attention away from all the other bridesmaids and myself and stuck out immensely in pictures. I was very upset by this, as she knew the wedding was approaching and that if she made any drastic changes like that, she wouldn't have matched the rest of the bridesmaids. After the luncheon, I pulled her aside and asked her to step down as a bridesmaid because her hair was way too bright and would distract from everyone else at the wedding. She got upset and started crying, running off without saying another word. I got a very angry text from her mother later that day, saying that I shouldn't have made as big a deal as I had, and that she could have just worn a wig or something. Am I the jerk here? I think OP is definitely a jerk. I understand wanting to have the perfect wedding and you want all the attention to be on you, justifiably so. But I think this is way too much of an overreaction over a 15 or 14 year old girl that went and dyed their hair. Their hair might stand out, it might not match the color of the dress, but I don't think it matters. I don't think you should care. And kicking them out over having dyed their hair a color they wanted, I think is a definite jerk move. Welcome friends to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for filing a police report on your parents? We'll find out, but first a story from Yogmoft. 
Am I the jerk because I want my wife to drink my tea less? So like any family, we drink more than just water. My wife buys Crystal Light to put in all her water, buys those sugar-free carbonated ice drinks, currently has two Olipop sodas in the fridge, and some ginger ale. I don't like carbonated drinks, so I really just stick to water and tea. We buy liter bottles of a few Japanese tea drinks, as well as when I can find it, a milk tea drink that's a relatively rare find. This is my favorite treat drink. My wife has full reign of all the other drinks in the fridge, including my tea, but she gets very mad at me when I ask her to save the milk tea for me, though I'm not really enforcing any kind of hard rule and I always let her have a few sips when I get a glass if she doesn't have one as well. Today when I got home, I could see she had a glass of it, she left it on the counter, and then just now she asked me to get her another glass of it. I said she's drinking more of it than I am and she absolutely raked me over the coals for it calling me selfish and a brat, that she likes it too, and that I can't have it all to myself. I feel like she has all these drinks and I really only have the teas. And one that we can't stock with any kind of frequency is my favorite soft drink. She had already drank about two to three times more of the tea in the carton than I have. Am I being unreasonable about this or should she be more receptive to my requests? I think if you want to try to come to an agreement where you go 50-50, I think that makes sense. But for you to say, oh, it's my favorite, so don't drink it. You know, this is mine. Well, frankly, that's honestly just kind of selfish. Do you think it's fair to lay dibs to something that's your absolute favorite when the other side does like it and might not be their favorite, but they do want some? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from RealisticN465. Am I the jerk for shaving my baby's unibrow? I have a baby girl who has a very thick unibrow. Of course, I think she's beautiful including her bushy little brow. But I'm so tired of the comments from other people. Literally on a daily basis, people tell me I should dress her up as Frida Kahlo for Halloween, jokingly ask if she has a caterpillar on her face, tell me dad must be really hairy, etc. Nobody seems to notice anything about her except that unibrow. So I shaved a little separation into her brow. I used a tiny little facial razor that's very gentle on skin and made sure to take care of her skin afterwards. It didn't cause any sort of irritation or issues and I've continued to do it every week or so. My husband finally noticed, I did it initially about a month ago, and demanded to know how I could possibly do something like that to our child. He's angry with me because one, I didn't run it by him first, two, I'm going to give her body image issues, and three, there's nothing wrong with a unibrow. I told him when she's old enough to voice her opinions, she can tell me what she wants. But until then, I'm going to keep shaving it so that people notice more than just her unibrow. He told me to post it on here to prove to me that I'm the jerk. To me, I think OP's not the jerk. Honestly, they're looking out for their own sanity, if anything, because I think, honestly, unibrows are something that people seem to just... There's no off-limits about talking about it. To me, I think this is no different than choosing different clothes for your baby or cutting their hair if need be or styling it, stuff like that. Our next story is from Grandpa Stranger. Am I the jerk for treating my grandpa like a stranger at a family event? So I, and my three siblings and nine cousins, have a grandpa that's not really around for most of us. Around 10 years ago, he decided he only wanted to spend time with two specific grandkids, the children of his favorite daughter. He doesn't speak to the rest of us unless we're at an event, and even then he barely says anything. Last time we saw him, he was at a wrestling tournament. He went to watch my cousin, and left as soon as my brother's name was called for his match, so it feels pretty deliberate that he doesn't talk to us. 
For reference, I'm the oldest grandchild at 20, the rest are all between 5 and 17. Anyways, my brother had this idea that the next time we saw him at an event, we should just act like we don't know him. He never remembers who we are anyways. I thought it would be funny. So last week was one of my cousin's birthdays, one of the cousins he likes, and he was there. He didn't interact with us for most of the party, but towards the end of it, he came up to myself and my sister and said hello. I said, oh hey, you're ex's grandpa, right? It's so nice to meet you. He looked confused and said, well, yes, but aren't you wise, kids? I responded with, we are. Are you related to her or something? You look kind of like our grandpa, but he hasn't spoken to us in years. He was visibly pissed and called me disrespectful before stomping off. Most of the family thinks what I did was funny and not a huge deal, but his wife and the parents of my cousins, his faves, are super pissed at me. His wife told me this will ensure he never speaks to us again. Fine by me. I don't really care that he's mad at me, but was this a really big jerk thing to do? I thought it was pretty tame as far as jokes go, but clearly people disagree with me. I think OP's not the jerk. I put myself in OP situation and... This is a family member who didn't care about me, didn't come to visit me, chose to only spend time with his special favorites. Well then, to me, that person might as well be a stranger. You might as well treat them like a stranger. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories like our next story from Keybar9915. Am I the jerk for telling my son that being a nerd doesn't mean that he's superior to anyone, especially his little sister? I have two kids, Jake and Jamie. Jake is 16-year-old male and big into, the media I like is my entire personality, and I'm better than you because I like those things, and has grown up to be very judgmental, cold, and mean. We honestly don't know how this happened, but his nasty attitude comes out the most at his little sister. Jamie is 14-year-old female and is a very bubbly, friendly girl. She makes friends with everyone everywhere she goes and is also kind of a mini trendsetter for her school. She started selling homemade scrunchies at school and it took off. Jake makes fun of her all the time for being vapid, girly, etc. So my husband talked to him about misogyny because we were both shocked on where that came from. We thought the issue was handled and he started to be nicer to Jamie. Until the last week of school, Jamie came home from school having won an award for the scrunchie business. We were proud of her and had tacos, her favorite for dinner. Mind you, if Jake did something like that, we'd do the same. We love to celebrate their successes. Well, Jake was pissy at dinner and interrupted to talk about his video game accomplishments. We were all very polite and listened and congratulated him. He looked at his sister and was like, And I did that myself without having to make everyone else hear about it all the time and dressing up like a pick-me to get everyone's attention. I just looked at my husband, then Jake, and said, Being a nerd doesn't make you superior to anyone in this family, Jake. You can like video games and still be a nice person to your family, especially your little sister. Quit acting like a little snot. He got red in the face and took his little tantrum upstairs to his room. Since then, he's barely talked to anyone and just holes up in his room playing games all day. My husband did tell me that I shouldn't have said that because it's going to pit them against each other more, even though Jamie doesn't get why her brother treats her like this. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. Personally, I think the behavior this kid learned, either from being in circles on the internet or in school, is very concerning. I would hope maybe you could control their internet usage a little bit more. 
I'm not saying spy on them, but I have a feeling they're probably in some group chat or game group or a discord or something or maybe even just hanging out on like a 4chan forum where you get like a hive mind of misogyny and a general hatred for like normies or something. I would say therapy and limiting internet access is the go-to here. Honestly, I feel like social media as a whole is just been horrendous for the mental psyche of millions of people, young and old. Our next story is from Crackhead Sexual. Am I the jerk for telling my parents to return my meds or I'll file a police report? I, 21-year-old male, had a surgical removal of a cyst this afternoon. Mine had a pretty nasty infection, so it had to be removed ASAP. I went to the hospital with my fiancé, 19-year-old male, and my parents, 62-year-old male and 57-year-old female. Everything went very smoothly, thankfully, but as my parents were driving me and my fiancé back to our apartment, we got into a discussion about the medication I was prescribed. Now, my parents are paranoid when it comes to anything addictive. I don't blame them. I'm aware that hydrocodone is incredibly addictive, and am wary of it myself. They straight up told me that I shouldn't take it at all and just take Tylenol and Ibuprofen. I told them I'd rather have the medication I was prescribed just in case my pain got bad once the hospital meds wore off. I wasn't allowed to drive after my surgery, so they were supposed to pick up my medication for me. Well, they did, but with two of my hydrocodone pills missing. Well, that's fishy and annoying. I texted my mom basically asking where the pills went. She didn't respond, so I kind of forced it by telling her I'd have to report the pharmacist if it wasn't her. She said, I took the other two, and I took them because that's all you can legally have and drive fiancé to work tomorrow. And then, okay, wow. I had set money aside for him to be able to get an Uber tomorrow if he needed to anyways, which she would have known had she talked to me about it or even brought up these concerns at all. I was pissed. I texted this huge paragraph that was basically saying either give them back or I'm filing a police report that stealing hydrocodone is a felony that I understand her fear but this was absolutely not the way to go about it 40 minutes later I get a we're here text and a pounding on my door I waddle over and open and my parents are standing in the doorway pissed as freak my dad starts talking about how it was absolutely not okay to threaten legal action and that I needed to apologize. He said it was his fault that no one talked to me about it, that he's sorry, but then goes on about a five-minute rant of how I have an addictive personality. I was a smoker when I was 18 and smoke weed, how he's concerned for me, how he would never use the law against me, that the surgeon is giving them out like candy, and that he's heard a lot of cases of people getting addicted to these and didn't want to risk it. I said that being concerned wasn't the issue. He couldn't take away my say on the situation. He couldn't just steal pills from me just because he's scared. At the very least, he should discuss his concerns with me like an adult. He did not like that. He played this game of keep away with the bottle, holding it out to me and then yanking it away to say more to me. Just kept arguing. I got them back after a lot of fighting. Am I wrong here? I need to know I didn't overreact. Am I the jerk? I think it's great the parents are concerned. They don't want anything to happen to their kid. But I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. I put myself in that situation and I think I would do the exact same thing because that's just not okay. Honestly, chances are you might not even need that medication. But God forbid if you end up needing it, it sure is nice to have it. 
Imagine OP has miserable pain and they run out of medication because their parents got cold feet and kept two of them for themselves. I think OP shouldn't let the parents ever try to bully them or gaslight them about this. I think OP's totally in the right here. This next story is from Load1414. Am I the jerk for intentionally drinking at family events so I'm not forced to babysit? I, 30-year-old male, am the only one of my siblings without children. This is a personal choice for many reasons I won't get into. My parents live with my sister, who's 9 years older, and has two kids I see often. However, my brother, 2 years older, has a young girl and two little boys. All three are very likely on the spectrum, but my brother and his wife refuse to check through a doctor. They're also homeschooled in a very rural area, and I don't get to see my brother and his family very often, maybe once a year. Every time I do spend time with my brother and his family, it never fails that he finds a way to dump his three kids on me, who may have special needs, the second he can so him and his wife can disappear from the kids area. I really only see my brother during large family events. The kids usually have their own separate area to play and eat, away from the adults smoking cigarettes and drinking, etc., so they can socialize and let loose, so to speak. My brother's three kids don't leave the house very much. Almost never, they live on a big farm. So when they go to these kinds of events, they're over-the-top excited and harder to manage. And one is non-verbal, but constantly walks around, looking to play with literally deadly things. So, needless to say, I'm not qualified or even capable to watch my brother's three kids by myself, as well as they need, plus their cousins, my sister's kids, also want to spend time with their cousins, so I'm sitting there by myself watching five kids aged four to eight by myself, three of which may have special needs, one is a freaking monster, don't at me, and because I'm the cool uncle, I gave them a Nintendo Switch for my own peace of mind, my brother assumes every time I'll just watch his freak trophies. It's gotten so blatant on my brother's end that lately at family events, My brother will give me a physical paper list of parental duties, a backpack with stuff for the kids, then turn his phone off in front of me, then walk away after dumping his kids on me. I go to these family events to spend time with my whole family, not to be an isolated babysitter. I love my nieces and nephews, but this is one of the reasons I didn't have children in my 20s. Family events are just as important to me as other parents there, and they can manage to watch their own kids. But my brother always finds a way to ditch me with his kids, then ultimately my sister's kids join in too. I don't go to these family events to be a babysitter, so I've just started drinking a bit before I show up, and drink a little bit consistently enough to safely say, I shouldn't have five small children in my care. Since these times are really the only times my brother sees me, he thinks I'm a drunk and spreading rumors as such. So I think OP's not the jerk here, but I also feel like they're probably going about this the wrong way. Like, it does work, but it also does look bad and... Do you really have to feel like you need to get drunk to actually enjoy a family event every single time? I mean, I imagine a lot of people might because they hate their family, but OP clearly wants to enjoy it. They shouldn't have to drink. They should just be honest and be blunt. And if they try to continue to drop the kids off on you, you put your hands up and you walk away. If that makes you a jerk, then I guess your whole family is going to tear into you for not just being babysitter uncle. This next story is from Calm Hurry 8589 Am I the jerk for telling a fellow mother of a special needs child that my daughter is not responsible for her child? 
I have two children who will call Maria, 14-year-old female, and David, 7-year-old male. David's on the autism spectrum. He's non-vocal and requires a fair bit of specialized care. Since his birth, Maria's had to take on a partial caring role for David for a variety of reasons. I make sure that this is not to an extent where she's taking care of him, however, just enough so that she can help out while not losing on her own life and experiences as a child. Unfortunately, this doesn't always work out as intended and sometimes Maria does have to step up when I and my husband fail, but I always make sure to make it up to her and reward her for the time she helps us out like I normally would a paid caretaker. This summer, I enrolled Maria in a summer art program. She'd been looking forward to it for months and was ecstatic on the first day. This enthusiasm quickly turned sour and she stopped wanting to go after only the first two weeks. This was because Maria was essentially assigned to watch over a girl we'll call Helen. Helen is a girl who is also on the autism spectrum. I know Helen's mother personally and when she learned that her daughter and mine were going to be in the same art classes over the summer, she asked the organizers personally to essentially assign Maria to be Helen's mandatory friend over the summer. Over the first two weeks, Maria was essentially burdened with Helen. She spent a good chunk of the class time helping Helen out with her own projects instead of being able to work on her own. She also at one point had to help one of the teachers out when Helen began to have an anxiety attack and did not get to do any art the entire day. When I learned of this, I was livid. I contacted the organizers of the art program and went off, demanding my money back and threatening to report them for having a student, and a minor at that, responsible for the care of a special needs child. They let it slip to me that Helen's mother told them that I and her were close friends, which is not the case. I called Helen's mother up as well and went off, demanding to know where she got the nerve to ruin my child's own experience and treat her like a caretaker for her own child. She claimed that Helen wanted to do the art program, but she was afraid that she wouldn't be able to do it alone, that Maria had experience with special needs children, and that she felt safe with her being next to Helen's side. She then yelled at me, called me a heartless jerk, and said that I should know where she was coming from. I got my money back Monday, and I'm looking into private art tutoring options for Maria. When my husband learned what happened, he lost it. Said I should be understanding of Helen's mother considering our own situation, so now I'm second-guessing myself. I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. While in both situations you could say, yeah, they're helping out somebody that's on the spectrum, it's not even remotely the same thing. This is something that OP's daughter is going to for their fun for summer. I'm sorry, but they have no personal tie to Helen. They have no responsibility for Helen, and it is just not fair to Maria to try to saddle them with taking care of Helen because they have experience. I think it's just a ridiculous notion. I mean, I feel bad for Helen, but it's not Maria's responsibility and definitely not at the cost of their experience. This next story is from throwaway AITA284. Am I the jerk for wanting my adult stepdaughter, 18, to move out? So, small backstory, my husband and his daughter moved into my house back in 2016. I was more than happy for my stepdaughter, Erin, to move in, since she doesn't get on with her own mother. Me and my husband have a child of our own now who's now 5. Erin and my son get along so well, and she's amazing with him, but... Sometimes I get a little jealous about the bond they have. My son will only want to be hugged by her or spend his time with her. He even stopped wanting me to read him a story at night and says he likes the way Aaron does it better. I admit this makes me jealous, but 
it's not the reason I want her out, like my husband keeps thinking is the reason. We recently found out we're having another child, and since her home only has three bedrooms, there just won't be enough room. I want to turn Aaron's room into a nursery room. Since it's my house, I thought my husband would understand that I want my room back, as I was nice enough to let her stay here for six years. She's 18 now and legally an adult, so I don't feel any guilt about asking her to leave. Her college doesn't have any accommodation, so she lives here while at college, so I understand it would be difficult for her to find a place to stay. She could even move back in with her own mother while she looks for a place. My husband is mad at my decision and is calling me a jerk and saying if she goes, then he goes too. I don't want to lose him too, but I feel like this is my decision, not his. I've not told Darren about this yet, but I'm planning to soon so I can get on with decorating before I physically can't. I'm worried she'll think I'm a jerk too since I still want a relationship with her. So please help me. Am I the jerk? It's so nice that OP out of the kindness of their heart let a 12 year old stay in their house for the next 6 years. OP wasn't like those cruel hearted people that kicked their kids out at 12. And I don't really understand why OP felt the need to include a paragraph about how they're jealous of her. Other than like trying to justify kicking them out because you're jealous of her? I don't know. It sounds to me like despite living there from 12 years old and over the course of 6 years, that you never really developed any kind of relationship and honestly you don't really care that much about her. Because most parents, if they cared, wouldn't kick their kid out even at 18. Especially while they're attending college and they literally probably cannot afford anywhere else. Our next story is from TA Wife Work 35. Am I the jerk for telling my wife she needs to find another job? Me, 26-year-old male, and my wife, 24-year-old female, have been married for four years. During those four years, she had the same job which requires her to be away Friday to Sunday, so she leaves early on Friday and returns about 4 or 5 p.m. on Sunday. Occasionally, it would be leaving on Saturday and returning Sunday. She also has to work some of the school and public holidays. I work full-time and get just a bit above minimum wage in tips, so our bills are split 60 her and 40 me. While I find myself struggling with money and having to borrow from the joint bank account, my wife has never had this problem. I know she's getting paid more than I do as she works for a high-profile client, but I'm not sure by how much more. She also wouldn't tell me exactly what she's doing. All I know is that it's connected to her degree and it's 100% not a sex work or nothing in that industry. The reason why she won't tell me is because she signed the contract and it's highly confidential so she's not allowed to go into details. She does chores around the house but doesn't cook. She admits herself she's a bad cook and hates it. Instead she would order either those pre-made healthy meals you then heat up for herself or takeaway. When I'm home and she hasn't ordered she'll order for me too. So most of the day while I'm working, she's either in our house chilling, watching TV, playing video games, reading or exercising, or shopping or in the gym. Over the years, I got annoyed with this and I've asked her to find another job so she has something to do while I'm working instead of wasting her day. She told me she is not wasting her day but relaxing and her job pays her enough so she can afford the lifestyle she wants. I said it's not fair on me as I come home tired while she's done nothing all day, to which she said I can find another job or a different job, but I'm a jerk for wanting her to find another job because I feel tired when coming back from my work when she already has a job she loves. After, she won't talk to me. I've spoken to my family and while my parents agree with me that she needs to work, 
my sisters took my wife's side and called me a massive jerk. I would agree with the sisters. I think it's just unreasonable to ever expect anybody to just give up a job that they love and a job that pays them well. If their schedule they have because of the work they do is something that is just not functional for OP, then I think this is an OP problem and maybe a relationship issue stemming from OP's side. Because clearly the wife loves their work and they have no issues. It might just be an incompatibility thing, but to sit there and insist that she needs to get a different job or quit because it makes you upset, I don't think it's reasonable and I think it makes OP the jerk. Honestly, it sounds to me like OP's just upset that they're not working a job that leaves them as miserable as OP does, so they're expecting their wife to quit and find one that does. Uh, no, sorry. And our final story of the day is from Green Toad. Am I the jerk for asking my girlfriend to not embarrass herself by bringing up shameful stuff at a dinner party with my company's CEO? My girlfriend had a kind of rough upbringing, and now she turned out really successful. She's also probably the most self-confident and self-assured person I know, which I really admire, but just once in a while she says stuff that's socially uncomfortable. For example, we were going to a dinner, and my friend kept apologizing for her messy car. My girlfriend said, Girl, I grew up in a hoarder house, and I'm in the middle of shoveling crap out of that house. There's nothing on earth that could disgust me anymore. And while that's true, it was kind of an uncomfortable overshare. Another time, her coworker was talking about how their kid was really shy, and she didn't know how to help. My girlfriend was like, Give her time, I'm sure she'll grow into herself. I didn't talk to anyone in school. Literally, like, I had no friends, if you'll believe it. One last time, my girlfriend and I were at a networking event, and one of my coworkers joked about how my girlfriend should enjoy grabbing thirds of food when she's young, because she can't eat like that forever. Without missing a beat, she said, Oh, I don't think about food restriction like that anymore. It's an eating disorder trigger. Anyway, I'm trying to bulk up. Anyway, we had a big argument about it. We were invited to a dinner at my company's CEO's house this coming weekend, along with a few peers. I asked her not to share anything uncomfortable there. She asked what I meant, and I gave her the same examples. I told her that that kind of shamelessness about stuff most people find shameful is awkward. She was like, but it's not really shameful. Like, I got over that self-hating crap. And renovating and flipping a house? So many of your coworkers talk about that. I said it wasn't the house flipping. It was the fact that it was her family home and it was a hoarder house. And it was weird to shamelessly talk about having no friends and an eating disorder. She was like, that stuff's in the past. Why would I be insecure now? I got exasperated and asked her to just not share stuff that most people would be embarrassed to say at the dinner. And she got angry and said that it sounded like I thought her whole life is embarrassing so she should shut up? I said no, just talk about current stuff. Like you just got a promotion, traveled to Europe, bought your dream car. And she snapped at me, but I'm also still shoveling cat piss stinking garbage every day. So it sounds like you're embarrassed of me. Screw you for saying I should have more shame. I'm darn proud of myself. It sounds like you're the one ashamed. I'm still worried about how this dinner party will go, and I'm questioning whether I screwed up by saying something. Am I the jerk for asking my girlfriend to not embarrass herself at a dinner party with my company's CEO? I think OP better apologize, and apologize quick and hope they forgive them, because I think this girlfriend's mindset is super awesome. 
For them to basically look OP in the face and say, screw you, I'm darn proud of myself, and it sounds like you're the one ashamed, which is true, is awesome, and OP better hope that a person that awesome forgives them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk here story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.